Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox. The Daily Rant and Radio Show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie. Welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Thursday, May 2nd, 2019. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a bit, we'll have my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley, joining me on day number four into our five days of live radio. We're here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Pacific time, 4 to 5 Eastern time. We talk all about the day in news, politics, and pop culture. We hope you'll be part of the conversation. Give us a call now for the next hour, 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Let's go ahead and stand on the soapbox and get this started. Craig Hurley, can you hear me? La, 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 la. What's up, dude? Oh, no, that's left us straight. There you go. I'm a little mad. Mom's making me do radio. I sent her a picture that I'm at the racetrack playing a little poker. Right. We have blue skies and 70 degrees, and I wanted to play hooky today, but Mom says we have to do radio. I'm not happy. Yeah, I didn't know you play poker. I love poker. Oh, dude, we're going to have to sit down and play some poker. I know. I'm up $200, so I hated to walk away from the table. I only Careful. had a half an hour, so Careful. on break, I've I have been, to go back been, and play a hand or two. I've been called one of the luckiest <laughs> sons of bitches, man. When I'm sitting there playing, I get so... That's what I say all the time. Sometimes. It's better to be lucky than good. I'd rather be lucky than good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. When it comes to poker, yeah. It's fun. Hey, how was your visit with your daughter yesterday? You have a good good uh, catching up? Oh, an excellent. Yeah, yeah. We just had lunch, and then uh, she had some meetings to attend to because she has a life. So, um, you know, we just we had lunch at California Pizza Kitchen, and uh, it was really good. California pizza kids. See how they are? They grow up, they start having a life. How rude. But that's okay. <laughs> no. That's a, you know, that's <laughs> uh, the only thing I would hope. It's the only thing I would hope for my daughter is that, that she is has the goal, right? a, a happy a happy independent life. So There you go. No matter what. How are you, you know, loving uh, beautiful downtown decides. Southern California? Is it treating you well so far? Yeah. Yeah, it's treating me very well. It's treating Katie very well too. Yeah. Nice, nice. We've all, you know, we have, you know, this is like, you know, I, I lived in L.A. for, um, for I lived in Studio City for like, I don't know, 10 years, maybe more. And then, uh, and then Woodland Hills. And I, yeah, I, I love Southern California. There you go. My brother's no, still in Thousand yeah, Oaks. He's a Ventura County Sheriff out there. So if you ever get in any trouble with the sheriffs, let me know. We'll get you out of it. Excellent. 
<laughs> Excellent. No, I, I, yeah, I need that information. Thank you, Scott. I, it's, it's good to know. <laughs> I, I'm actually friends. Yeah, I'm actually friends with a lot of law enforcement. Um, I've had law enforcement in my in my life as friends and as as relatives my entire life. So um, you know, I, I I do have a little bit of uh, uh, of uh, an understanding of what they go through. So, and, and nice. Difficult yeah, my, my brothers and his are. friends. Yeah, my brother and his friends. Uh, turns out all four of his best friends from high school are all now either LA or Ventura County sheriffs. They started out on different paths, and the first one got a job with the uh, sheriff, and that's when they had the Hillside Strangler and everything back in the day. So he was getting overtime like bank, and so everyone saw the money he was making, so they all joined up. And now. Uh, nice. They've been sheriffs now for 20, 30 years, and my brother has now made it into the court system, so he's actually a bailiff now, which is a real sweet job. He went through D.A.R.E. for a while and ran the D.A.R.E. program for a while and was out in the street for a while and all that fun stuff, but now he's uh, got the sweet life uh, just playing the bailiff guy. Excellent. Oh, cool. So now he's got an office job. He doesn't have to go out and have to deal with any crazies. He just has to deal with he's the He's in the Monday through within. Friday deal now. Yeah, he's loving life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've got a, I've got a friend who uh, who uh, ended up, uh, he was chief and uh, of the sheriff's department. And I'm not, I'm not going to say who, but um, his, his wife, because he was like, I don't necessarily want to take the job, you know, and because and, I, I want to be, you know, out. I want to be protecting people. I want to be involved in what's happening and in the world. I don't want to sit, you know, at a desk job. And she's like, you got three kids, dude, and a wife. Um, you're going to be sitting behind that desk for as long as I could possibly keep you there. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So he immediately took the job. <laughs> so I hear that. Yeah, no, yeah. My brother is very happy to be there. I mean, he, he loved their program. He didn't mind being on patrol. He was in, like I said, Thousand Oaks area. So he was in Calabasas a lot and things like that. Part of injury right on the LA County line there. So he had a pretty good gig. It was mostly at like his calls, like the Tom Selleck's house or the Furman's or something like that. So it wasn't that bad, but he's right, enjoying right. The, the, the court a lot better now. Sorry for the background right. noises. Like I said, I am on the outside here on, um, the meadow oh, no, I got background noise. Here I got background noise. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think we both have background noise. I, I'm actually, I'm actually outside, and there's like leaf blowers, and dude, it's it's hot here. It's not really, but it is. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's they weird. say when there's, I get to Palm Springs in three weeks, it's going to be 95 degrees, so it's going to be warm. Right, but it's a dry heat. But it's a dry heat, so it's weird. It's exactly. like you're not really exactly. experiencing, you know, what. It's not really a heat. It's it's very strange, but for me right now because I've been experiencing the humidity heat of Chicago, so and the humidity right. heat of Miami, you know, and and this is just a different different climate, so different. different yeah, last year I was my first time back in Palm Springs forever, and I found out that I melt over 106 degrees, but you can go up to 105 in that dry heat. I'm fine with, so it's not that bad at all, really. Do you, you melt? Get used to it. And 106. I melt at 106 and above. Yes, I start to melt. Do you melt? But 105 and below, I'm good. Exactly. Like the Wicked Witch or something, you start to melt. Something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't start to melt. I I actually like heat. Um, Katie doesn't like my fiance doesn't like heat. 
so much. Now I'm hearing an echo. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of me. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, but, yeah, Katie doesn't like heat so much. Um, she, she'd rather it be cold. She'd rather there be winter and snow. So she likes all of that. Where I kind of like yeah. heat. I kind of like Today is my know, perfect day. It's 76 degrees out. We have white puppy clouds and lots of blue sky in there. A couple of chemtrails going up and down. Actually, a whole bunch now that I look at it. Are they really putting shit into the atmosphere in order to create more storms? Are, are the storms not enough for them? The, the ones that just happened last night, all of these, these predictions that I have. Are, are these storms just not enough for them? They need more? I, I'm not understanding. I can't believe how many I'm seeing, really. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chemtrails. Here, that's a lot. I see one. Two. I see two. But these are short chemtrails, so I'm not so sure that it's not just vapor-related. You know, sometimes it is just vapor-related, but it's those long-ass ones that end up, like, turning into clouds and shit, and they end up, right. like, actually you can see different colors coming through them, through those clouds, because it's all these well, That's what I got. I got some seven long ones. Them. Not quite clouds, but uh, almost there. Yeah. Well, like those them. are chemtrails. Yeah, that's a bunch of chemicals and a bunch of shit that they're dumping in the atmosphere. Supposedly. Supposedly. I mean, Supposedly. You know, it's always been a, con yeah, a conspiracy theory. But, dude, they've actually talked about it in some of my weather courses, how they have seeded, how they do seed the clouds with things in order to create right. precipitation sometimes when we're not having precipitation. So it happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen all the time. Really? With the experiments <laughs> that they do on us? Come Constantly right. experimenting on us. This leaf blower just seems to get be getting closer and closer and closer. I go inside. Mm, there you go. That way. Anything new and exciting FS. hitting your hot button for stories? There's lots of stuff in the in the news today. Nothing ex still been, super exciting, but still been talking about Lori Laughlin. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like she's such a dumbass. Doing well, don't they have that right? new one now? Don't they have some Chinese woman or something paid six and a half million to this guy for her oh, kid or something? Wow! I don't know how. Yeah, but I don't know how these people aren't being like they had to be a part of the scam in order to right. to you know like like if it's a pyramid scheme, then they had to be on the top of that pyramid. So right. where they where they were re receiving monies from people. And then giving monies to other people. So I'm not sure what exactly they're all guilty of, except for trying to bribe dumbass schools for their dumbass kids. I, 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 I'm not exactly sure, because that shit goes on all day long, dude. All it is, like I said, she's married to Mossimo. So the clothing designer, he's got to be worth like half a billion dollars, you know, $500 million, something stupid, just with his, his, his loan with, uh, uh, I mean, his loan, his deal with Target. I, uh, dude, I, that's at least a $100 million deal, that, that, just that deal alone. So uh, you can't give $5 million to USC if you want your kid to go there and then get the wing. You know, it's the Massimo wing. You know, and give it to exactly. the designer end. <laughs> give it to the designer end of of USC. You know, do that shit. And oh, what was this I just Asian don't understand. I think she's crazy. To the guy behind it all. I mean, you can go well, to a school and get no a freaking sense. wing named after you. 
for six and a half million. Yeah, exactly, for six million dollars. Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever, unless they were on, like I said, the top of a pyramid scheme along with this dude. Where they're taking monies from other people, or their and kid was really, really, really stupid, one or the other, and they need a lot of help. <laughs> one I, of the two. How? Yeah, how dumb. If you've got six million dollars to spend that way, just give it to your kids so that your dumbass kid can just survive. Can you you know, imagine? Have it trickle out I mean, to them. No, seriously, over over their lifetime, just have it trickle out to them. I would be so them, mad. You know, and like and like you know ten thousand dollars whatever it takes what ten thousand dollars a month whatever whatever an average thing is you know where figure out an average place where they where they're gonna stay figure out average what they fucking eat excuse my language and then and then turn around and you know give them that amount of money and be like okay, I don't understand this is, this it dude. I mean, like you said no. I get I have a lousy one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in stock and I'm making seven hundred dollars a month after it. I can't imagine how much six million would be a month. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly. Thank you. That's the point. Even on the interest, I, I have a hunch that they could live off the interest alone on a yearly exactly. basis off of $6 million. So on an annual basis, I, you, you do it right. You can be really conservative about it, conservative about your finances, and you're there. Right. So, I, and, and then at the same time, you know you've got a given. You, you know, you're like, okay, so I can actually go out and be an artist. I could actually go out and go to college. I can actually go out and, uh, I, I don't know, be a janitor. I, I could actually go out and be an engineer. I could actually go out and be a tech. I could actually, I can do whatever the hell I want because I've got You can use that, the interest and be a producer and produce things you want. Oh, there other you go. You know, if you wanted to get into the entertainment business because your parents are in the entertainment business, um, then, yeah. Use the allowance, use the interest, and, and get yourself into the entertainment business. Can, I mean, that's you know, my pro tip of the day, guys and gals. Write I something. have a lousy 150000 in Franklin funds, and they make $700 a month, and that's what I kind of live yeah, on. Yeah, it doesn't work. You do too much no, of the radio show, so it's like, it's, uh, yeah, it work. It's, it's just silly. Yeah. Speaking of, um, I haven't heard from Guitar Center lately. No, they're still listening. You know, I went so, there the other day I, to our local one here. You did? Um, Why didn't you say something? Well, I, I, was, I was pricing something out because I wanted to get a mixer and a couple other things. I'm about $700 away from what I need, but I didn't want to spend the money until I get back right. from Palm Springs. But I but I talked to the guy there, super helpful, um, showed me a good mixer, showed me a couple of really nice mics, helped with some great things. And the well, the processor, like the, processor the, uh, the one that I have is the Focusrite. I'm not using it right now. Um, the Scarlett Focusrite. And uh, nice. you should really look at that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty badass. It has um, two ports for uh, headphones and it, or for cans, and it's got two ports for microphones. So you can do, you know, a podcast just sitting right there with two people. Or if you've got, you know, like uh, Katie and I do on occasion, we have auditions together. So you have voiceover right. auditions that you're doing. So there's times when you need to use two mics. And yeah, it's exactly. freaking awesome. That system's awesome. Yeah, I think the one I was looking at was like 279 bucks. this mixer that had four inputs yeah. into it and all this yeah. other stuff. And, and it was looking good. It was like 279 And, and Guitar Center, that, though, they have, they have a lot of great deals on that shit. They have a lot of great deals. 
So and I was impressed because I am not a musician yeah. at all, so I never go in there. But I, right. on, on your recommendation that you found a lot of really good sound stuff there, I went there for the first time oh, yeah. in a long time the other day, and it, they have some great stuff at good prices. Yeah, and they let you test everything. They don't, you know, there there isn't. They let you hear everything that you're buying. They let you test everything that you're buying. Um, yes, they'll give you brand new stuff in box, but there's stuff out there on display that you can actually play and or use, so that you can find out, you know, what works best for you, as far as right. what vocal quality you have. If I'm, I'm specifically talking about sound equipment and microphones, so you know, like. I, you know, it, mine's a man, mine's a, a phantom power mic and it's completely different and not currently the one that I'm using to know that's a Samsung telephone. So, um, but the, but the, the one that I normally use on this show, um, uh, is, uh, Sterling, uh, M 70, I think, um, but it's a phantom power and it's a different, uh, phantom power is a different like it's a ribbon microphone and it's it's uh more fragile yeah dude and it and it really for me it isolates my voice and gets rid of ambient room sound for the most part it it cuts out ambient room it's it's so focused that ribbon is so well, he focused. taught me a lot because i didn't know too much he said delicate. that condenser in the ambient you don't really want a condenser yeah in a podcast no. because it takes a little more no. sound around than the other kind. And he was very yep. knowledgeable. I was very happy. I oh, cool. Camper. Yeah, no, they, they got a lot of knowledge about that shit. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, uh, I, 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 the, the dude that called yesterday, um, uh, Bobby, Bobby, um, if, you know, I'm, I'm listening to the show. I may not be, you know, I may not be there right that, at that second, but I do listen. So, um, because uh, I like to find out what it is we were talking about and what it is that made sense and what it is that doesn't and uh, and try to clarify in different areas. And, yeah, I, I wanted to thank Bobby for calling. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure exactly what he what his mission was or agenda. It's like David when when David calls, I'm kind of like, OK. We've got the how many times can I say anus on this broadcast? <laughs> so um, you know, and right. and <laughs> anus. Um, so you know, I, I you know, I, I look at him that way, and that's why I really like having him on because it's a challenge, right. and uh, you know, to figure out how to. It's kind of that Howard Stern Baba Booey thing, um, and and which I found hilarious when Baba Booey would do that, or when callers would call other radio stations and say that shit and do that shit. Um, right. So it's very prank like, and I enjoy that. So, um, so, but I'm, I'm just not sure what Bobby's agenda was. I'm, I'm you not know, sure in either. different states. Like and I've been out himself and trying to create some controversy and get some as what being, being attracted to 16 year olds in the state that yeah. he's in. I'm not, you know, there's a variety of different states in the United States that are right. that are that 16 is uh, considered uh, age of consent. So, you know, it, it, yeah, it depends on where you're at, and and I'm not, yeah, well, I'm I'm not sure what the what the goal was, because we're, you know, I, there's a difference. It was, it, there's a difference. I mean, there's no difference between heterosexual sex and homosexual sex when it comes to age of consent, no matter where you right. are. So, exactly. you know, 
yeah, you know, if you're in a place where it's 16, then it's 16. If you're in a place where it's 17, then it's 17. If you're in a place where it's 18, then it's 18. So, you know, I don't, there was a time, then this is what I would have brought up. <laughs> oh, dude, let's go with Buddy Holly and let's go with Elvis Presley. And I love Priscilla. I met Priscilla. I found her very Im- uh, intimidating because um, <laughs> she's the really? wife. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. this is after Elvis died. And, and she was really into me. And I, and I was just so freaking intimidated by her, dude. But she got wow. together with Elvis when she was 14. So, right. you know, what, where there was a time when that was completely accepted. And, well, and then, said, a lot of the southern states, you can get with parents' permission, you can get married at 14. So that's just I, well, the way it is. Okay, well, no. you know, then it's then no. it's fourteen. So I'm not sure, you know, where, where, what his actual thing was, what his agenda was on on the show. It it seemed a little confusing to me, right? Because I'm That's like, well, you know, it we're like not he had an agenda anything. or he wanted to create some controversy where I didn't really see any controversy. There wasn't any, especially yeah, there camp. wasn't any. Yeah, there wasn't any there. He did sound like a very intelligent dude, and he did sound like Definitely. he he actually sounded like he was on a microphone. So, you know, it sounded like he was coming out of a some type of broadcast, <laughs> excuse me, some kind of broadcast booth, um, So, which is fine. Um, I, I, I that, thank you, uh, you know, for being interested enough in, the, in our show to call in. And, and if you're a professional, that's freaking awesome. Um, and you know, I feel, you know, that's the, the, I, I just didn't know what his, what his agenda was. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm sitting there going, well, we're not, no, we're not defending pedophilia and it's whatever it goes state to state on whatever the, the thing is. And, and it goes situation to situation in a lot of times. So, you know, I, I'm, right. I, 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 I don't want to go from personal experience because so, I'm not going to bust anybody's balls on, on any of this. So I can't um, just because uh, it's, it's too close to me. Um, this, but the same situation, the same type of situation has come up in my life many times. So I, you know, and it depends on who it is. It depends on what it is. It depends on where you're at. It, there's a lot of different uh, 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 facets to whether exactly. or not you're allowed to date that person. So, and love is love. You know, Romeo and Juliet, uh, even though they're fictional, guys, these people were not real. They were based on real people, but they were not real because um, uh, Shakespeare wrote a lot about uh, what was happening in his time and times before him. Um, he also wrote about what would be coming up in the future. But Romeo and Juliet were fictional, and they were 14. They're 14 years old. So, right. Yeah. And, and love. But we appreciate love callers, guys. 347-989-0126. 347-989-0126. We'll take callers on any subject. I'll listen to you. 347-989-0126. What else is on the hot button? So where are we at? Anything exciting? I don't know. I haven't uh, really been... Doing a lot of we had. I don't really want to take my time with Barr. He's kind of boring. He decided not to show up to the House committee today. I guess yeah, he felt these like guys are, yesterday was enough. Um, these guys are weird. Whatever. I'm over him. Guys over are some him. strange cats. Yeah, very strange. 
Uh, I think Trump is doubling down on health care. He was he's trying to get rid of health care even more. They were just going to sign on to the brief at once, and now they're um, trying to get rid of the entire Affordable Care Act and try to get rid of all um, pre-existing conditions and everything. So he's doubling down on that, which I'm kind of happy to see him take that stupid approach to it. So there's that out there. Uh, what else? There's nothing else too exciting. Um, he makes up course, so much we're getting, shit. We're learning that the databases they're supposedly putting together to reunite children with their parents are absolute baloney. There's only 60 right. people in the database they can match out of the thousands oh. that they've separated. They have wow. 60 people they can actually match up. So that yeah. was a bunch of hooey. That's, that's really nice of them. That's nice of them. You guys are nice and compassionate there, aren't you? Aren't you? For other people. Look, I've been driving all over this damn country right now, and I love this country. I was born here. Um, uh, born in Champaign, Illinois, man. Smack dab in the middle of this puppy. And uh, I know a lot of people, both red and blue and black and white and Chinese. I know a whole bunch of different people. And uh, I'm... Uh, a little fed up with everybody's attitudes when it comes to people coming here. Well, this is a free country. These people that are coming here don't want to hurt us. They don't want to destroy us. They want to come here and actually live a quality of life, a good quality of life, a quality of life that all of us have that are here. We all have a tremendous opportunity, tremendous opportunity. And not be hunted do, down and killed and no medical. To do whatever we want, to do whatever we want. And as long as it's not offending or hurting someone else's delicate sensibilities in one way or another, then we're all good. So that's what this is, that's what this is supposed to be. I've driven all over this thing over the last two weeks. Oh, man, there's so much open space, so much. There's an area between Colorado and, and like, Nevada that, like – Dude, I mean, Colorado and Utah, there's like, or maybe even Utah and and freaking Nevada. I don't know. There's so much space out there. I'm driving through these areas. There's 103 miles with no services. 103 freaking miles. No services, no restaurants, no nothing. No nothing. No nothing. Like, we don't have enough room for people? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we Exactly. All I right, well, Dean, we're going to play a break because I have to go back to my table real quick and tell them I'm still break. alive. <laughs> so we'll take break. a quick break. A little Blair St. Clair. We'll be back. I want to talk about the new uh, Burger King Happy Meals. They're actually unhappy meals. That was pretty funny. Uh-oh. We'll be back. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. we be back in about four minutes. Your voice unknown Gotta filter, it's all for show You believe it But you never really know I know And you're never gonna Take a chance, cause I know 
pretty sure that Scott is currently playing poker. So he has to go back to the table at least, you know, once every 45 minutes to play a hand so that he doesn't lose his seat. That's the way this usually works. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I'll give a weather forecast. Um, guys and gals, uh, man, there have been storms that have been forming one after another. Um and they are literally coming out of nowhere. Uh, the way I've been reading all these weather maps and uh, my training, uh, by the way, uh, is um, I'm uh, I'm not a graduate, but I attended Penn State, and it's uh, the number one weather forecasting school in the United States. Um, not so sure about the world, uh, but um, like a lot of their and a lot of my professors uh, were are actual people that you see, uh, they are presenting us with the graphs. They work for the National Weather Service, and, uh, and they were some of my professors, and you'll see their names on the bottom of the graphs that are created on a daily basis. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, I, dude, everybody, please, just, these storms are popping out of nowhere, and they're hitting areas that are normally not, um, areas uh, that we are overtly concerned with, um, places like Louisiana and Alabama, um, Arkansas, and you know well, Missouri. For a lot of times, yeah, we see we see some damage, and uh, and I mean that's been that way for a minute. But 
everything is moving south southeast uh we've we've had things like tornado alley they it's moved from one uh section of the country over the past 50 years which used to be places like oklahoma and kansas um and that used to be tornado alley and now the tornadoes have shifted to south southeast states and like i said places like sounds like scott uh, places like alabama i just won 200 dollars in one hand thank you very much nice nice dude nice yeah that's what i was saying to everybody that was a good time probably playing probably playing a good yeah probably playing a hand of poker because you got to go back to the table and hold your seat at least every once every like 45 minutes I got, so, another, I got another um, 45 minutes I can leave the, leave the table, so we're good. I'm nice. heading back out in the sunshine. Excellent. No, that's the way you got to do You jump in, you hit them, and then you jump out, dude. That's, that's how you do it. Nice. Dude, it was nice. a total don't bluff. Lose, don't too. sit the there and lose the money back. Me. It was a total bluff. The guy bet into me 50 bucks and then 70 bucks. Wow. And then and I had the high pair with an ace kicker. And then a uh, third diamond came up, and so I bet all in. Oh, so we think I had a flush, sorry. and he folded, and I got the whole thing. Oh, dude, sweet, sweet. It was nice. Job. Did you have to so reveal you your cards? If he folded. No, did you about? reveal your card? It's okay. I, I, I was talking about the weather. What the hell do you think I'm talking about, dude? Oh, um, oh, oh, it's my easy. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go right to it. So I'm just warning everybody. Um, but wait, did you? <laughs> when he folded, um, did you have to reveal? They had the flush. No, I didn't. No, I didn't mm. have to reveal because he folded. Sweet, that's even better, dude. That's even better because he doesn't have a clue. Nobody at the table has a clue what you had. Possibly the dealer knows. So. But I did yeah, have dude, the top I've had pair. Some. I had the top pair on the board with an ace kicker, so it wasn't a horrible hand, but it was a bluff. Right. Like crazy. Right. No, that river card, always so much fun. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah I oh, I've got some stories I, about poker. Well, we're going to have to have a little fun playing. from the down to L.A. I was, sure playing, I was playing at the Stardust, and I don't even know if that puppy exists. I didn't even – did they tore it down, right? Um, or did they save it? But no, Stardust this was is like, one of the ones that's gone. Yeah, Stardust is that's gone. That's gone, yeah. I was playing at the Stardust, and this is 1991, 92, and I was sitting there, and it was – the table's packed. We had like nine players. And there was just this 85-year-old lady that was playing, just this old lady that was playing. <laughs> and she was so, like, upset that, you know, this 21-year-old punk is sitting in front of her playing cards with her. It was like this. Oh, I, I just, oh dude, she was so Women's bitter against me. serious stuff, man. They get oh, serious. man. Oh, no, she was dead serious about, about her game. And, uh, and... Um, a very similar thing that just happened just now, uh, with you, uh, happened with me. And as it ended up, I had a flush and kicked her ass at the end of the, the, the round at, at the end of the game. And, and it was, well, she's like, cause on one of the last cards, she's like, uh, show me what you have, Sonny. She's like doing, like doing that type of <laughs> that type of behavior, and it was so hilarious. So, and I had a flush, so and absolutely kicked her ass. I had an ace high flush. Nice. So, yeah. I'm sweet. really glad you didn't have to show because if I would have, if you would have folded, and I would have shown. He would have came and followed me out here and kicked my ass out here in the. I had a I had an ace high flush, and she had a and she had a jack high flush. 
It was so much fun, dude. It was so much fun. In my early poker career, I had an ace-high flush when I didn't know how to play really, and I wasn't watching the board, and I thought, ace-high flush, I'm kicking butt, and I didn't see the full house on the board, and I got spanked so hard. Yeah, you got to watch out. (laughs) I didn't know how to read the table back then. I was was a, a, a young pup at the time, but. I'm a little better now. Yeah, we'll have to go play a little poker. If we don't get a house game up there, we'll go down into Bellflower or Compton or something and play one of the one of the rooms down there for a bit. It'll be fun. Sure. Yeah, uh, cool. Let's see. What else? Um, I did want to talk I forgot about what the name of the, the one um, that's Bell, right there off of. It's right off of City fire. Commerce or Commerce Card Club or something like that. I don't know. I think it's off of the five, right? Yeah, it's right off the five. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. A bicycle club, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah, exactly. at least it was before. It's probably still the same. Right. Hey, I want to give another big shout out to Burger King real quick. Um, the cool. it's Mental Health Month started yesterday. Um, real important. We have a great show here on Left of Straight Radio Network on Saturdays called Voices for Change 2.0, where I have a fantastic couple, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Um, talk about mental health every week she is a suicide survivor and is a bipolar um, advocate and her husband has been her caregiver for 18 years now and they do a great show every saturday bringing guests from all over the country so i do know that um, yesterday started mental health awareness month and burger king who did really good with that veggie burger the other day we talked about they are kind of having a little fun with it and playing off mcdonald's happy meals and they're doing unhappy meals for the month of May to talk about um, mental health. But depression. Giving things like, uh, um, talk about depression. They have. Talk about, yeah, not-so-happy meals um, so they can talk about mental health awareness and you're not going to always have a good day. And they're, they made right. these little boxes with little good mental health sayings and everything. So I want to give a shout-out to Burger King for that this month. And wish That's everyone – cool. uh, Mental Health Awareness Month because it is something that everyone everyone goes through a little depression from time to time and luckily it's not. Chronic no, we talk about it. Of. We talk about it on this show on a daily basis. People's mental health, right. like Lori Laughlin. You know, there's something sure. obviously really wrong. So right. you know, and that's you know, I mean, she pleads not guilty and then pleads guilty, and it's just like, wait, what are you doing, freak? So something's wrong, you know, and <laughs> and that has to be addressed. Exactly. And both, neither of her daughters wanted to go to USC. And, right. you know, one of her daughters is already making money over money. Uh, she's an influencer. We talked about this before. She's an influencer on social media. And she gets paid right. every single time she posts something. And she posts stupid shit all day long. So, you know, that's, that's her job. And she doesn't need her mom screwing this shit up. So, um, you know, that's, they didn't, neither of them want to do it. So I think she's just crazy. So, yeah, mental health is, you know, part of our, our pop culture conversations. And I think that's really cool. And two that more they, pop culture things too to go about. Um, I don't know if you saw it in the trades yesterday. If you're reading the trades yet, being back in there, but uh, yesterday, the day before the Big Bang Theory, they were the first television cast ever to get their hands in Groman's Chinese uh, uh, right in front of the theater there. So entire cast got to have their handprints in front of Groman's. There's never there. been another television. Never been a. What about 45? Is it's his always been, being a movie star? 
I don't think he has his hands in Groman. I think he has a star, but I don't think he has his hands in Groman. Oh, he's a star. He? he doesn't have his hands. So yeah. it's always been for movie stars. Groman's Chinese. It's always I'm been sorry. for movie I, I wasn't, stars, right. yeah. I'm not paying attention. I'm kind of, yeah, no, I, I was thinking. You know, the, the stars uh, the are for anybody. Thing. The stars can be anything. Um, Hollywood Walk of Fame You can buy one of those. You, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, you do buy people. Yeah. A lot of publicists buy them for yeah. people. That's for sure. Yep. But, uh, but the Groman's Chinese is an actual honor for movie star movie stars. And they did the very first time the Big Bang. They're finishing their last season and uh, still going out on top. They've been the number one show for quite a few of their last episodes. And the Excellent. last couple of seasons are number one. So congratulations to the cast of the Big Bang Theory. Is going out with a bang. Nice. Are they really on their last uh, season? Yeah, there's like three or four more episodes left, and it's done. Last season. Wow. So wow. Uh, Parsons has made a jillion dollars, and now he's going into producing things. He produces that Young Sheldon show, and he produces the new Netflix series Special, which is really good. And uh, I actually tried to get an interview with Parsons for Left of Straight show. I got some great comment from his from his publicist who said, oh, I'd love to reach out to him. And then two months later, I followed back and he said, oh, he's too busy right now. So I missed out having it, but I really wanted to talk to him because of his 12 or 13 years on Big Bang. Plus, he's producing now with this uh, young Sheldon and this Netflix show special. And he does that radio show, Jim Parsons, Too Stupid for Politics, on Radio Andy Sirius. So I've kind of been, he's been a hero of mine for a while. But uh, unfortunately, I've been blocked by the uh, publicist clock blocker. What can I do? Really? Yeah, it happens. The first Where, were you being irritating, ago, Scott? Dude, I only reached out on social media. I got the first three years of some really good guests on social media only. Just the last half a year to seven months, I've been reaching out on IMDb and going to publicists and agents and stuff. And that's whack. I mean, they're, they're such gatekeepers. It's really hard. I've had a couple of nah. from them. That's what they're supposed harder. to. They're supposed to do that, though. That's their, that's I a know, publicist's their job. job and a good publicist. When you're job. nobody like me, it's like I rather reach out on social media. <laughs> it's easier for me. Right. I hear you. So, what's going on over there? Nothing else. Like I said, I'm in beautiful. It's called Washington, PA. It's a stone's throw from Pittsburgh, PA. When I finish up here, the reason I'm out here is because tonight I'm meeting some people for dinner at the Waterfront District of Pittsburgh, which I absolutely love going to. Um, so I'm going to head over there as soon as I uh, f- finish the show. I'll play a little more cards, but I have to be out there at 6.30 for dinner. But Pittsburgh's a great area. I love Pittsburgh. It's kind of nice to hang out in here, and it's a beautiful day. Like I said, it's 76 degrees out here. Hey, you live in Ohio. Exactly. I do. Yeah, well, what are you doing over in Pittsburgh? I live literally You're six heading east, miles dude, from the, the PA border. Pacific Coast. Pacific Coast is over uh, the other direction, man. I know. I live six You're miles from the, the PA border. You're driving the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. Three weeks minus one day. I drive out to. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I thought you were. Three weeks I thought you already. Thought you were already getting on a road trip. Thought it was already. I want to, man. I'm itching, man. I'm itching to get out of here. If I had a couch to surf on, I'd be probably leaving tomorrow, but. I'm going to wait three months. I have my little room at the Indulge Resort in Palm Springs. Put me up for four weeks, so I'm loving them. Thanks for that. Excellent. But uh, for now, I will uh, I will stay in my little banishment of Northeast Ohio till they let me cross state lines into California again. 
in about three and a half weeks. So that'll be good. Sweet. That will be good. Dude, the birds are chirping out here. Are they nice? Yeah. It's nice to see birds. Knowing that they are related to dinosaurs. Yeah, we talked about that one time. Palm frond. Yeah, it's nice to see birds that, you know, because they're actually the most prehistoric thing that's on this planet. Sharks are. I'm looking close forward second. to the palm trees. Looking and so are palm crocodiles. Trees, swimming pools, movie stars, my friend. I'm, yeah, I'm but a palm frond just fell, life. and it fell like right next to me. So those Ooh. are dangerous, dude. They are. Those little <laughs> spikes on the they're, side, they can tear you up, man. They're spiky. Those are spiky, <laughs> too. <laughs> yep. Yep, they, they got those spiking. little spikes on either side of them that will cut you up. And they were heavy. It's okay. It missed me. It tried to impale me, but it missed me. <laughs> missed you by so, yeah, dude. Much. Man, so the weather's sorry. been actually really great. Um, you know, everything's been just really sweet. I, I do miss some people, though. I, I miss my friend Tyler, and I miss my friend Nikki. Um out Back in Chicago. in Chicago. Yeah, dude. I've missed some people. So. What's your go-to food? I mean, you're missing your meat sandwiches in Chicago. What's your go-to I'm missing, food? Yeah, I'm missing Portillo's. Yeah, Mexican food yeah, in LA. What's your go-to? Um, nah, we're doing some sushi and dupe. I have always been a huge Jack in the Box fan. So as far as there fast is. food is oh concerned, yeah, yeah, Jack in the Boxes are all over the place. And then In-N-Out Burger, oh, there's nothing Thank like it. Thank you, In-N-Out. There's nothing like it. Nothing like but it. That was what? our first stop. I hadn't done In-N-Out in probably 10 years, and it's been in my head as the best thing of all best things in the world. And when I went back about three or four years ago, I went there. And the fries are not that great as I remember them. The burgers are still the best freaking. You got to tell them to do them well done. You got to tell them oh, to really? do them well done. And yeah, depending it. on whether or not you want grilled onions on your burger, um, oh, you be it a single that. or a double. Um, yeah, well, tell them to do it animal style. Tell them to do it animal style because they fry the mustard and they fry. The, they do a whole bunch of special shit when when they're when they when it's animal style. So they yeah. they fry it on. On the fryer itself, they deep fry the—I mean, they fry the uh, the onions, they fry the mustard, they fry all this shit together, and the bread, and then cook it all together. And it, dude, it's just insane. It's insane. Yeah, there's an internet right, right on the ten freeway, right on the exit together. you get off to go into Palm Springs. So I will be—that'll probably be one of my first stops as I get into town, as I will hit up my little. Dude, as you as you blow through, if you're going, you know, if you're going 15, as you blow through um, uh, Vegas, there's a number of in and out that's true. I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided if I'm going to go through Vegas or I'm going to go through Arizona yet. I'm not sure if I'm going up top or down low yet. So I got to decide. I'm trying to think out. of where I drove through a speed trap. Oh, that would be St. George, uh, Utah. There is a speed trap there, ladies and gentlemen. It goes from 75 friggin' miles an hour to 60 and then back up to 70. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, you'll, see flashes. You're not looking. You'll, see, you'll see flashes in in front of your <laughs> eyes as you're going through that area. So I just want to tell you, St. George, and it's really messed up because you're like, you're looking for an exit, 
and then you get a flash in your eyes and you're like, oh, I, dude, I didn't even know that it dropped down here. What is, what's <laughs> happening? You, it's, you don't even get a chance to, to see it. And uh, oh, wow. it's just so messed up. So messed up. That is messed up. Speed trap right there, guys. For anybody is I'm not sure which way I'm going to go right yet. Now. Last year I went south. Last year I went um, first night in St. Louis, second night in Kansas City, third night in um, New Mexico, fourth night in Arizona, and fifth I got to um, Palm Springs fifth night. I took my time. And the time before I went up north through Des Moines and Denver and Utah and Vegas, so I haven't decided which way I'm going yet. Depends huh. on weather and what I feel like. Just not sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I kind of, my agents wanted me out here, so I had to get out here. Um, the, um, but I would have liked to have taken the old Route 66. Um, there's a lot of those communities that need that support. So if anybody's actually just touring the United States, the old Route 66 might be a good route. That's, that's I the route that I would have liked to have taken. last year. I did the 66 Casino, actually. Route 66 Sweet. Casino one. But uh, yeah, nice. I did. I did part of it on the '56. My nice. um, cousin well, lives you know in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is a beautiful city, and I don't know yeah. if I'm going to see him on the way there or on the way back yet. But I want to stop in Santa Fe because I just hear great things about it. And I don't remember ever. I think I've driven through it, but I don't remember ever staying there. So I think Santa right. Fe is one of my stops. Well, Santa Fe is beautiful. No, Santa Fe right is one of the most probably one of the most beautiful cities in the United States. Um, I've stayed uh, and I've driven through. Um, I, I've been there in all types of weather as well. And it's absolutely beautiful. Santa Fe, New Mexico is just a beautiful, beautiful place. There's so many artists that have gone there and have, you know, painted pictures of it. And just it's so picturesque, that area. But soon um, they will most likely be um, showing like pictures of like oil wells. Because a lot of that shit is uh, national park, and a lot of that shit they're going to be drilling, which is a tremendous mistake. Yes, it is. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't agree that with that picture at all. Landscape is is going to get torn up if we let them do what what they propose they want to do. So you know they they just need to freaking stop. That's all. They made enough money. Come on. They all got enough right. money and they all got enough control. It would have been so much better for 45 just to shut the hell up and live his life and let everybody else live their lives and, and his family instead of trying to do all this crap. Because this crap can backfire. Right. That was his whole reason to be president was to expand his business interests, and that's it. Well, no, dude, you're, already, you're, already, you're already the most corrupt piece of shit as far as working with on, on buildings and you know all that. You're already that. You're already a Don. You're already that. People already fear you. You know, you don't need to do this shit. This shit might just get his family messed up, put in prison, stuff like that. Very, very possible. uh, Yup. He he does things so stupidly. He pays no attention to anything. There's been 10,000 lies. 10,000 lies. I know it was Washington Post, and I don't necessarily trust everything that comes out of there. Um, But supposedly 10,000 lies. Uh, over the past two years, ten thousand wow. lives. That's crazy. And dude, people's uh, people still having arguments. Oh, I wanted to tell you, uh, a couple shows ago, inspired a very theological conversation 
um, within uh, where we were staying. And it was really, really cool. Um, uh, because that's Tell me what, about well, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm intending with, you know, being a part of your show, standing on my soapbox. Uh, by the way, three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. That's three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. Three minutes to call, call in, boys in. and girls. Call. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. But I, I was hoping that when when you asked me to do this, and and that you know, and I agreed that I that it would be uh, somewhat of like a inspirational show, but not not inspirational like we hear. You know all the Christians talking about, um, but I, I, it more more just as a as a human inspirational. Right, great conversation. Yeah, and um, uh, it 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 did it inspired uh, a conversation afterwards for I had like an hour long conversation with uh, with the people that, that I'm a guest of, and nice. and it was really. Yeah, dude, it was really, really, really cool. It was really cool because that's what we want to do, you know. Exactly. Have people talking about it. So I'm walking around and I'm walking around. It's a little hot, and I haven't had anything to drink. I didn't have any coffee. I'll try. We got to wrap it up now, anyway. I'm going to play a little four-minute song. Right. We'll go into the best of left of straight show, doing show number five from Palm Springs last year. We'll be playing just a little bit. Um, I'm glad Watch you're your weather in, LA. in the south. Say what? South is a place to watch. It wasn't Texas area yeah. getting hit pretty bad the other day? Yeah, I know. Texas was getting walloped. And then, like I said, Arkansas, Missouri, up through Tennessee Valley. I, I would watch out in Nashville. Um, but then also down in Florida, you got to look at, you know, Miami and, and up through the Treasure Coast. Uh, they're getting kind of pummeled. So right. there's just some stuff going on. We'll be on the lookout. Brother, thanks for standing on my soapbox, guys. We're going to play a little Ab and yes, Davenport, sir. a little bit of house music here. We will be back tomorrow, wrap up the week here at 1 o'clock Pacific, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern time, right here on Standing on My Soapbox. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Peace.
Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Scott Fullerton, your host here. Christina, I hope you can hear me because I'm not hearing myself. Make sure that the other phone's in mic mode and join me on air, Christina. Hello okay. there, Christina. How are you today? Doing very well. How about you? Okay, guys? put me on. We're still learning, guys. It's live from Palm Springs. Put my phone on. Um, conference mode, or put listen mode, and put the Emerson's phone into microphone. In yours, Perfect. okay? 
Or there we go. Now we're doing much better. All right, guys, welcome to the show. It is Monday, August 20th. We are in our second half of the Palm Springs residency here at the beautiful Indulge Resort in Palm Springs, California. Big thank you again to the owners, John and Sandy, for having us out here, and Raymond for taking care of us at the front desk. If you want to come out while we're here in the summer, we're just here tomorrow and then next Monday and Tuesday to have a fantastic off-season rate, Sunday through Thursday, just $99 at night. Fantastic pool, jacuzzi, cabanas. There is a continental breakfast buffet every morning, happy hour every evening. If you come by poolside Saturday from 1 to 3, free rum punches from 1 to 3, and free margaritas from 1 to 3 on Sundays. So it's been a fun trip had by all so far. I want to give a big shout out to our Big Gay Road Trip sponsors. Thank you so much to True FM Media back in Columbus, Ohio. Tony Guadagnini doing all of our social media posting for me out there. Andrew Christian for supplying us with a bunch of fun underwear and stuff for the happy hour parties. CBT Candles in LA. Escape Room Palm Springs. We had a fun time last night. We'll talk about that for a second. We uh, we thank them. It's like Titanic, basically. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, we have Sebastian Rex Skincare, Yoga Works. For restaurants, a big shout out to Sal's in a Jar 849, Just Tapas, Lulu's, Rudy's Diner, Pinocchio's, Sherman's Deli, and today we have Thai Smile, guys. We've been munching on a little bit before the show. Thai Smile, I am not a big spicy person, so I found some really good things, not on the menu, super spicy. But if you like Thai food, you guys have been here since 1991, founded by Yim, which is Smile in Thai. It's currently run by her son, May, and her uh, son, Mai, and his wife, Noi, since 96. They've been awarded the select seal of approval from the actual Royal Thai Government Ministry of Commerce, won numerous awards here in Palm Springs. No MSG, no MSG seasonally fresh vegetables. Uh, it's really fantastic. They go regularly to L.A. and to Bangkok to get seasonings and spices just for their foods when they go on vacation. And they all personally train the chef, uh, the mom and the son, personally train the chef. So pretty good stuff, guys, right? Excellent. Yeah. We have some yummy food here. If you missed last week's show, and really, why did you guys? Um, we have some great guests, Jason Stewart, Frank DeCaro, Jim Colucci, Matt Wall, Terry Ray, Mel England, and Rick, Rick Caradas. Today, in just a couple of minutes, we are joined by Emerson Collins, Blake McGyver, Ron, now I didn't ask, is it DeHarte or DeHart? Silent E, DeHart. DeHart. Ron DeHart, who is the president of the board of the Palm Springs Pride Festival out here. And a little later on, we have Craig Ramsey and Brandon Liberati, who said the night last night that had to get back to L.A. due to an Emmy engagement, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's show, we have Alexander Rodriguez, of course, our good buddy from On the Rocks, Fernando Rivera, actor and author, Michael Ferreira, who is a fantastic uh, nonprofit guru, and we're going to have food from the uh, Sherman Deli tomorrow. So lots of fun. We're going to get right to it, guys. Quick introduction here. Emerson and Collins, of course, has been on the show many times. He's an actor, producer, writer. You know him from films such as Southern Baptist City, Sissies, Sorted Live, Very Sorted Wedding from TV, the Sorted Live series and People's Couch, solo projects like Buyer and Seller, 
If you're not following on social media, Twitter, um, you need to follow me on some of the best LGBT and political tweets out there. So welcome to the show, Emerson. Thank you so much. Next to him, Blake Blake MacGyver, actor, singer. Of course, we know him from his earlier role back when he was just a wee pup in Full House and the Little Rascals movie. To television, Long Emerson on People's Couch. He just did a fantastic run in Dallas on Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, we'll talk all about. And, of course, his amazing music with everything from his Time Manipulator album to the anthems he's created with It Gets Better and This Is Who We Are. Welcome to the show, Blake McGarry. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Appreciate you coming down. And from Palm Springs Pride, as I said, recognized as the champion for human rights and equality for all. He has championed LGBT issues. He's spent four years working with Consolidated Association of Pride, which works with all sorts of prides in California, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Texas, and Mexico. We'll talk all about that. CAO of his own company, the Heart Corp. Welcome to the show, Rhonda Hart. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys being on here. Welcome to the show. Let's have a little fun, okay? All righty. Let's jump right into it. Uh, Emerson, let's start with you. You just finished a huge tour last year for a very storied wedding all over the country, crisscrossing. You're now doing your own projects and still producing. Dell has got a one-man show. You're producing. What's been happening in your life? Yes, it's after the year of a very sorry wedding, we licensed it to Hulu in January, uh, exclusively streaming there. It's also on airplanes right now, which is very exciting personally, like Delta and American flights. So we're having the greatest time having people like screenshot the movie because that's that's not something you know that a lot of indie films manage to crack sure. that level of visibility. But yes, this year in January, I directed Dell's newest one-man show, A Six Characters in Search of a Play. That's his stories of six crazy people he's met along the way that he's not ever told. You know, we've heard a lot of those stories, and he's been telling many for years and years. And so he crafted this really fun new show that's more of a play this time than the stand-up he's been known for. So it has some serious parts, and he acts out the full themes of his interactions uh, with his people. So he's done it in some 30 cities, and it continues to the end of the year. He's headed to Chicago for eight shows and Fort Lauderdale, and you can see all those dates on his website, DelShores.com. I'm not going with him. Go with God. Have a good time. <laughs> I don't need to be there. Um, fly, my little actor, fly. Uh, but it's been really fun. I think it's been really rewarding for audiences to see a, a sort of different side of his live performance. And then, and then in the meantime, we're writing on new things. Right. He has a new play to talk about them today. He's getting ready to test out. Right? Yes. He's working on a new play. We're writing on a new pilot. So it's a, like a work year. Very cool. And what about you personally? I bug you every time you're on, since the fifth time, I want to see Biden tell her. I never got to see it. Any other personal projects you're doing or anything you're looking for for yourself? Um, I'm, it's funny. I, there's this ammo theater company in Los Angeles that a bunch of friends of mine are involved in, and I agreed to understudy uh, their show because they're super fun. So that's fairy tale theater, 18 and over. They take, they write fairy tales for adults. So there's foul, there are adult issues. Nice. This one's their first musical. So there's the one about the cat, the gay cat that's in love with the straight cat. It's like an adult ballet. Um, there's Lucky the Service Dog. It's about best privilege. So it's a very funny. So I'm having a great time, like sort of just doing something actory where I'm not responsible for selling the tickets and booking everyone and everything and just show up and say some lines. That's amazing. Very good. And we're going to have our buddies calling in from Ohio. Evolution Theater Company has been a great partner to the show. They are getting ready 
to launch their series this weekend, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And Blake, you just spent quite a bit of time in Dallas uh, starring in the show. Talk about that experience. I did. I, I got to spend six wonderful weeks in very hot and humid Dallas, but luckily we were in the beautiful Kalita Humphreys Theater with wonderful air conditioning, which was really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, doing Priscilla was a, a, a real joy. Um, you know, for fans of the movie, the musical sticks very close to the 1994 film, and so it's really fun for audiences to see it all come to life, and basically the entire uh, soundtrack of the film is included in the show as fully realized production numbers, so it's really it's really exciting, with some additional songs as well. And they changed it up to Madonna, I think, for your character instead of the... We actually did the original version. Oh, I did the full Kylie Minogue medley, which was very fun. Wow. Yeah, we did it brilliant. Oh my gosh, I love that. 
All right, let's go ahead and get over here, Ron. Uh, Palm Springs Pride, you guys are smart. You don't do it here in August when I'm here. It's coming out in November. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of that. What year is it in, and how long have you been associated with Palm Springs Pride? So uh, the first Pride here was in 86, and it was so hot, it was done in the Riviera Ballroom, because uh, it was done in, uh, in uh, June. Uh, so we continued to do Pride in June for a number of years until everybody said this just is not going to work because it's too hot. And then we moved uh, uh, November's our date. Uh, so this year we come up November 1st through, uh, through 4th. Very good. And how long have you been president of the board? I came on, I started volunteering in 2005 when I was uh, with San Diego Pride, and I came on the board of Palm Springs in 2010. Nice. Now, talk about this cooperative that I saw you're part of here with all the different things. How does that work? With uh, Cappy or? With the, with the one with Utah and uh, all Yeah, the Consolidated Association of Pride. It's an association of pride organizers, so it's an opportunity to help each other learn best practices, help new folks that are coming in and producing prides in their city, give them the knowledge that we have that works best in our city so they can go and, and uh you know, uh, steal all the good ideas and make them <laughs> better for their own city. So that's uh, that that group has been around uh, since the late '80s, also, and it's uh, uh, primarily it started with California Prides, and uh, it's grown now to include Nevada, Arizona, Utah, uh, Alaska, Hawaii, uh, you know, all of the West Coast. Nice, and they even have options happening now. I was at the Pride Center the other day. I guess there's Another group that does another smaller pride. Yeah, so even in Coachella Valley now, we've got uh, four. So we've got an East Valley pride, which is primarily geared toward youth uh, in Coachella, you know, going down valley. Uh, so that's a fun, growing, new pride. Uh, and that's really exciting because it's, it's a really empowering opportunity for youth in the community. And uh, Cathedral City has LGBT days over Easter weekend. And this is going to be the fifth or sixth year for that uh, at Cathedral City. And then uh, Desert Hot Springs, this will be the second year for uh, for them to have a pride, which is just north of Palm Springs across the tent. Fantastic. That is great. And talk a little bit, you mentioned it briefly there, the theme of this year is Youth Power for Change. And your Grand Marshals, of which Dell's been a Grand Marshal and Craig and Brandon have been on uh, last year. Uh, but you're having the entire um, community of the youth of the Coachella Valley be your honorary grand marshal this year. Talk about that and what this theme means this year. Yeah, I think it's important, and uh, we're recognizing the, the youth that really came out and, and led the way with the March 24 uh, March for Your Life uh, rallies that occurred across the country and really around the world. And the youth in this community really, uh, you know, just rose to the occasion, and they uh, they really demonstrated some incredible leadership for high school age youth, and and they organized this probably the largest rally uh, that I have ever seen in the city of Palm Springs. You know, three thousand people plus filled the Palm Springs High School Stadium, and and it was all done, organized, planned. Uh, the rally and a march uh, all by our high school students here in uh, uh, Palm Springs and Desert Hot Springs. Uh, so I think what what we're doing is we're, we're trying to say, you know, keep it up. 
the 4 million youth that are turning 18 between uh, March of the rallies and uh, November 4th this year uh, are, are youth that are going to be making the change in our country as we go forward. And we need to, you know, we want to encourage them to continue uh, continue the fight, and they're doing a great job, and, and they're they're really giving power to a new voice, and, and we're we're encouraging that. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah, all the work they're doing over there, everything since we had that Florida situation, we'll call it for now. It just the youth is really stepping up, and I want to go into this a little bit in roundtable about some of the backwards we've had in the gay community, but as far as in general, the youth really start to pick up some slack in a lot of different areas. Gun control, LGBT rights. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I love that, and I also love that Pride is right before the election. And so talking about youth and empowering youth and celebrating our community, but also leading right into what that means in activism and engagement in politics, it's just such an exciting uh, alignment. You know, it's great. <laughs> the terribly great thing about terrible times is what it does for awakening, you know, new people and new engagement. And if there's any tragic silver lining to our current environment is that there are a lot of young people. That, that happens with every generation. There's moments or time periods where you look at the world around you and say, you know, the people before us have done what they can, but it's our world that we're stepping into, and what can we do uh, to take it and make it better and push it forward? And this is a really exciting time to see a lot of people stepping up, you know, to take the mantles. We always we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us, and it's time, you know, to put our feet, hands beneath their feet and, and let them step as well. Yeah, yeah. And they need to be recognized in things like this. I think they need to have that encouragement and everything because they can see the work they're doing. But until they're acknowledged by not just their peers, but the other demographics too, I think it helps reinforce their message and keeps them passionate about it. Yeah, and, they, they, and they've got passion. Passion is a, a good way to, to describe it. You know, I don't know when I, if I was a sophomore or junior in high school, if if I could even speak the way some of these high school students that are really leading the, the, the rallies and marches and raising awareness, you know, they're so they're so talented and, and they, they 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 understand that they've got a role and they're taking charge and you know it's just uh, I just love to see that passion and, and we just need to continue to fuel it. We need to give them that uh, you know we we need to open the door so they can continue and and take away any barriers that might exist. Very good. And speaking of recognition, I want to talk, one of the great things I saw you guys do is some pride organizations take this part on their own. A lot of it's done through different organizations. But you guys have a great um, Palm Springs Pride Honors Awards taking place a little bit before Pride, September 26th this year, I believe, uh, going on at the Hilton Palm Springs, even Advocate of the Year, Spirit of Stonewall Volunteer of the Year, Emerging Leader Award, Friend of Pride, Spirit of Stonewall Community Service Award, a couple of Lifetime Achievements in an Organization of the Year. That's fantastic. How long have you been doing that as part of your Pride celebration? Oh, I think 20 years plus, yeah, 25 years probably. Yeah. You've done your homework. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, so the, the annual the awards are, it's an opportunity to recognize the folks that are in the community that are doing a great job within their particular organizations that they may be volunteering for year-round. You know, a lot of times the unspoken volunteer that doesn't get the limelight that's that's working behind the scenes and, and making a difference and changing lives in their own way. 
And this is a way for us to be able to say, you know, thanks and, and acknowledge the work that they do in the community. And the uh, uh, good thing about this year, what I, which I'm really excited about, is, is uh, of the seven honorees, the seven awards, five of them are going to women and uh, two to trans women. Uh, this year, and, and that's you know that's significant. It's significant for us to be able to uh, make sure that we're recognizing the entire community, and not just the old perception of what Palm Springs used to be, and you know a very male-driven you know community. Sure. Uh, so it's great to see that we've got uh, just an incredibly talented, uh, powerful group of women being recognized. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I saw that the average of the year. Lisa Middleton, she was the first transgender elected outside of the judicial system as part of the Palm Springs Council, right? Yes, yeah. And, and Lisa's been long involved in the, in the community uh, in a number of uh, number of organizations. So she's no, you know, she's not a newcomer to the scene and, and giving her time and energy. Uh, and to recognize her as the, the advocate of the year, is, it just seems fitting. Uh, on the Hills USA Today, Acknowledged her for the month of June as the person of pride for the city or the state of California. Wow. Uh, she was one of the 50 that they recognized across the country. Uh, so it's great. It's great to see that recognition coming for for her. That's fantastic. And then your organization of the year, I love um, Sisters Perpetual Indulgence. They raised over a hundred thousand dollars in the 10 years they've been doing that. That's a pretty amazing speed. That's fantastic. Yeah, the sisters do great work in communities around the world. And, you know, we have a relatively new order in Palm Springs, uh, but they, they really have done a great job with their focus really on uh, raising funds within the community, and they're really committed to uh, uh, raising money to help other organizations out. So we, we applaud their effort. That's fantastic. Now, talk a little bit about all the buildup. I was looking through it. You guys have about 8,000 events on the second and the first leading up to it. Um, what are the you have a big kickoff um, concert or a street parade the day before. You have the parade is the last day, right? I'm yeah, so we uh, we really start with Halloween because this year the Halloween lands on Wednesday of Pride Week this year. Oh. So this year the first big thing is Halloween on Wednesday night, and then we've got a free uh, block party on Friday night, and then the festival, two-day festival on Saturday, the 3rd and the 4th, and then the parade culminates the fun in the afternoon at 10 o'clock on Sunday, and it lasts for two hours uh, going down Palm Canyon and ending at the entry point of the festival, which is an, a new area of downtown, um, you know, this year. But, uh, yeah, it's a long week full of, full of activities beyond the traditional Pride Festival and Parade. That's fantastic. And you, you have some kind of a kickoff event October 11th. At, uh, was that in there or Plaza or something? What's happening then? So that's National Coming Out Day, and our our real kickoff to get the buzz going about Pride starts on October 11, okay. and and it's uh, National Coming Out Day. So again, it, it's it's a it's a salute to youth in the community. Uh, youth is a big focus of the Palm Springs Pride organization. Uh, we realized uh, when I first came on and talking to students, you know, there was huge Void in services available to teenagers, especially teenagers that live uh, down valley that are in the Pinto Rancho Mirage, yeah. India, Thermal, uh, Coachella. There just is no resources available. And to think that a high school kid can leave their home, get on a bus, 
for an hour to get into Palm Springs to get social service resources or to have access to a counselor that they, they may need. It, it's, there's just a huge void. So big, our big focus and commitment is, is toward, uh, toward youth, and that's why you see so many youth engaged in, in our Pride Weekend. And talk about you have a, a George Sander Candlelight Vigil March named after he was a big activist in Terrier. Talk about that for a second. So George and Chris were attacked three years ago, uh, November 1st, and uh, George subsequently, he, he died uh, in, in December, December 10 of uh, that year, and uh, you know, George was a huge player in our community uh, for the LGBT community, both from a social justice and an equal rights standpoint. Uh, he was associated with Equality California for many, many years. And, uh, you know, the night that they were attacked, uh, and, and it was a brutal attack right in downtown Palm Springs, is just something that really hits home that, that why we have to continue doing things like Pride events to raise awareness of the issues that impact our community. And it's not all fun in a parade. It's not all fun in a festival. It's about creating a platform to raise awareness on these issues. And November 1st, uh, Thursday night, is the vigil where we bring the community comes together. We have a candlelight march. Uh, you know, you know, from uh, We follow the footsteps that George and Chris had to the point where, uh, where, where they were attacked and, and fell, and, and we lay a wreath for the weekend, and people light candles all weekend long at that, sport, at that spot. And it's to raise awareness against crimes of hate against all people, and, uh, and it's important for us to continue to do that. Definitely is. Thank you. And then, Emerson and Blake, talk about how, if you've been the last couple of years, I know two years ago, L.A. turned it quasi more of a protest pride because of everything happening in the administration and stuff. And this, this year, is it kind of see it going back to what it was? Or describe L.A. pride for some of the happened back. I mean, L.A. pride, you know, there's, there's such a variety of approaches to pride, and I actually love that. Every community gets to decide what's what their community needs, what what sort of gatherings uh, best serves that. And, of course, you have destination cities like New York and San Francisco. L.A. actually weirdly isn't as much of a, like, national, international destination as, as some of the others. Um, and, if, and, of course, being in West Hollywood in a big pink community, if you will, you know, it, it often has much more of a celebration. But because of the work we do and the, the traveling that we've done, we've been to prides all over the country. And I actually really love uh, smaller community prides. You know, there's something really special about communities that it requires more work to connect with other members of your community, that it, um, that there's more of a need, like you were talking about, you know, for, for services for younger people that really do need it more than those of us that are fortunate enough to live in places where it is the bonus. Um, I describe it as living inside a pink bubble. I think sometimes major metropolitan area LGBTQ people can forget uh, the experiences of smaller communities, and not just because you're sitting here. Palm Springs actually is one of my favorite prides anywhere because it strikes such a great balance between the feeling of like a lot of people do come because Palm Springs has such, always been such a destination for LGBTQ people who live places where there wasn't a community yeah, right. to come to vacation. I love going to the gay resorts and talking to men who've been coming here for 40 years, 50 years because mm -hmm. they lived somewhere where there was nowhere to go and this was a safe place they could come. And now they don't need to as much, but they come because they always have. And so that, that feeling of community here that's both intimate and international is something right. really special as Palm Springs sort of closes the whole pride season, yeah. you know, internationally. 
Um, so, yeah, that's my, I love Fantastic. it. What do you, you, yeah, and I, LA Pride has taken many different shapes in the past few years. Um, it, it, for, for me, it, a big change, changing point was we had our Pride, uh, Pride Parade the morning after the pulse shoot. Mm-hmm. And I very casually and nonchalantly was out with friends and went by myself to Flaming Saddles in West Hollywood to get one more cocktail before heading home. And by the time I got home, the news had reached mm. us. And it was such a sobering and shocking thing of, oh, my gosh, that very easily could have been me 10 minutes ago mm. by myself, not thinking, you know, it was just, it was really sobering and shocking. And so the next day there was a sort of somber tone that sort of turns to protest as we all sort of got our legs and got our spirits about us and got our wits about us. Um, and then the the last uh, two prides ago when we actually did march from Hollywood, that that felt like like the full realization of what was started there. Yeah, it was so raw. I mean, you had literally the day after that. Yeah, it was so, it was really just, it was frightening. And then they had found some guy with ammunition in Santa Monica who was on his way to the parade, mm-hmm. and so everybody was like scared for a minute. And then, but the really cool thing was that the West Hollywood Sheriff's Department and the Fire Department all came down first. And they said, "You're safe. You're fine. We're here." Yeah. And it was really powerful. Right. I'll tell you a little bit off air. It's, it's such a juxtaposition. When I'm at Northeast Ohio, I have I can get to six prides in about an hour and a half, and it goes from Columbus, which is actually the number five pride in the country. They have about 10,000 people in the parade, and about 400,000 people walk the parade and go through the festival to Erie, Pennsylvania, right on the Lake Erie there. That, brings from all the farmland and they're really kind of those building things and reaching out to the community type of deal. And it's really kind of, like I said, Emerson, where you get to see the different types of communities that you have. And it's been one of the good things about it. It's been really kind of fun to see how Akron does it, how Cleveland, how mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, and, and see all these smaller communities do it. Um, like I said, our little Youngstown pride has been chugging along for 10 years now and just can't seem to get our act quite together. But Akron Pride, the second year, has Betty Boo coming out as the headliner, doing all those stuff. Wow. It's just well, crazy. And to see, you know, you know, how we continue to remember that, like, growth is a, it's a never-ending, you know, thing. You know, we we accomplish something, we move forward, but then there's other things to look at. You know, lots of prides are having to really look inward and focus on, like, which voices are we featuring? You know, what are we not hearing the trans community or people of color? You know, or do, like, we can always be doing better. And I think as long as pride is listening to all of the members of the community that it's representing, then whether it's more celebration one year or more protest focused, you know, you can't go wrong if all of your community feels heard right. in what you, in what you achieve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that is the key to make sure the inclusivity is there so everybody. Let's go ahead and take a short break. We have on the line Mark Schwamberger from the Evolution Theater Company in Columbus, who, as we said earlier, is staging Priscilla Queen of the Desert starting this week. Um, Christina, why don't you go ahead and play a little bit of, uh, we have Color My World from Brazil, one of my favorite songs. My and uh, we'll be back in just a couple moments with Mark Schlomberger and my guests here, Blake MacGyver, Emerson Collins, and Ron DeHart, right here on the Left of Straight Show. <laughs> Since you found me 
Don, welcome. What a show. Now, a year you've been going now. Uh, they, they have. have. I've just been doing it for two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. You've got your breath back now. Yes, weeks. absolutely. Jason, you're clearly, clearly having studied it for a year, mm-hmm. then you're, you're obviously having a whale of a time. We are, and um, I have to say the audience is uh, continuing to love it sort of week by week, and uh, obviously a new cast, and, you know, that's yeah. given it some some memento and a fresh look, so it's, it's very exciting. Oliver, very exciting. what's special about it for you? Uh, probably the most special thing is is really the audience's uh, response to us every yeah. night. I mean, it's just amazing. I've been working in the West End for sort of ten years, and I've never seen uh, audiences like it. They just have a party every night, and it's just amazing to be involved in something which is uh, so well, so, so loved. He's clothes off. He's working out which of the girls and which of the men. So you're also blooming tall. <laughs> it's been lovely to have you with us. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming. Great show. Jason, Oliver and Don in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert at the Palace Theatre in London. All right, we are back. That was Color Your World from the actual London production of that, which was one of my favorite things there. We are talking today with Blake MacGyver, straight off of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert in Dallas, 
Senator Collins, producer, writer, actor extraordinaire, and Ryan DeHart, the president of the board of Pride Palm Springs, and I almost said another one, sorry about that. On the phone with us today, we have Mark Schlumberger from the Evolution Theater Company, Columbus's very own LGBT theater company. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, Scott. I'm doing fine. Yes, I'm out here all the way in beautiful Columbus, Ohio, ready to, beautiful we're doing our first Columbus, dress. Ohio. I'm sorry? Beautiful Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Is it 105 there today? What are you facing? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's not that, yes. It's not as hot as we uh, you're out there in Palm Springs, but, you know. But anyway, we're here, we're here at the theater. We're doing our first dress tonight for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the musical, and we have final dress tomorrow night. So, you know, the cast is going to be arriving any minute now to do their stuff on stage. So we're all excited about it. We're all excited about it. Well, congratulations. It opens August 22nd for previews, and preview tickets are only $15 or $25 with a deal with a bargain. And then when you go into the right. performances starting Friday, 15, 25, 30, and 35, depending on matinee. Those are some great prices for the show, and it sounds like it's going to be an excellent production. How is rehearsal? It is. It is. It's it's going to be a great production. If you go to – I actually just put a little video out, a very small video on our Facebook and Instagram page so you can get a little taste of it. But, you know, you can find out the synopsis and everything and ticket prices – and the days of the week by going to our website, evolutiontheater.org. So it has all the stuff on it, but it's going to be a fabulous show. We have costumes by Quentin Jones. And believe me, the, 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 the bills that I'm getting for costumes, these costumes are really excellent. There's like, I think there's like 160-some costumes in this show. So it's, it's a pretty show, too, you know, not, ju- not just entertaining, but it's going to be very pretty. Lots of, lots, of flash and, lots of flash and glitter and feathers everywhere. So it'll be fun. Blake was just talking about that. Um, he was saying how they had over 160 costumes. You were talking about your six costumes. There's 160 that come with the show. Talk about that, Blake. How crazy is that for everybody? Oh, yeah, I was saying I had 19 costumes, I think, in, in the whole show. That's yeah. amazing. That is wild. Yeah. And Blake, yes. what was yes. your biggest um, hurdle learning the part of Adam, and what was the funnest part for you? I mean, the most fun was just getting to do the quick drag transition because it was just—it's like magic for the audience. They don't understand how it works, and I'm not going to reveal the secrets. Uh, but it, that's the most fun, and then probably the most difficult slash rewarding was doing. There's a big sequence in Act Two where my character gets beat up. Um, he goes out and drags, mm-hmm. thinking he can pass. He hides, and they clock him, and he gets beat up by these rough guys out in the outback. And it, that was really profound. Acting that out it was really, yeah, it was really intense, but in, in a very rewarding way. And Mark Blake was talking earlier how he had these such quick changes in there. How are you handling all your costume changes with these 160 costumes? <laughs> well, I don't want to give away any secrets, but let's just say a lot of things happen in the green room behind the stage. So there's a there's a okay. lot of uh, wigs there's a lot of wigs and feathers flying back there and we have people helping with quick changes and things you know it's like when you're the same thing as, 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 as you know a secret but he says the green room is full of flying wigs <laughs> yep so and everything else so okay yeah yes and just for anyone who has to be living under a rock for the last fifteen or twenty years that's been out tell a little bit about the story Priscilla 
We have Tig and Bernadette and Adam traveling. Talk about the story a little bit. Okay, well, to put it in a nutshell, it's th- it's three friends traveling to the outback of Australia with their uh, I hate you, with their show, their show business people, and it is their female impersonators, drag performers, whatever you want to call it, and they go and they the way they're traveling is they get this bus which they christen Priscilla. So really, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is the bus. But really, the show is it's. I mean, it's it's a fabulous show. It you know it takes you on a journey to fabulous, but more than that, it's really a show with a big message about being who you are, accepting who you are, and being having the right to be who you are, whether you're gay, straight, transgender, whatever. And I think that when you mentioned the part about when uh, Adam does get beat up in the bar. That to me is it's is a very it's a very important scene, especially when Bob comes in. And I think that the show the show has the show has a big message to it, even though it's a lot of you know glamour and fun and and the music. I mean, we were talking, we were we had this interview with um, Scott. You may know True True uh, True F, True FM online or what they're called. Anyway, they oh, yeah, interviewed sure. us. Uh-huh. Right, and they interviewed us, and we were talking about, you know, Ross and I come from a older generation where this music was so important to us, and the one song that was always so important to me was "I Will Survive," and I right. think that that has that 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 song to me always had a very it was always resonated with me, and I think that a lot of songs in this show are like that, and a lot of the the meaning in this show is very profound and it's very it's it, it's still things that we have to worry about in this day and age so right. um, we'll open that up I'm to the panel here Mark was saying how the songs are also very important and very significant in there and I Will Survive and how it goes different parts of the game have you guys all seen the film at least mm-hmm. you haven't seen the Broadway version or anything what, what kind of stands out to you as far as the, the experience for you? Anything that stands out? I mean, what I always love, like, from the original movie to the show, is the way that it celebrates the sort of, quote, camp and or femme queers, you know, that who were at the forefront of so much of our movements because they couldn't hide. You know, they were at a time where whether their behaviors or their mannerisms and the presumptions made about them meant that people were looking. And so they said, you know, well, since people are looking at me, I'm going to do something fantastic. Um, I've always had such great admiration, you know, it's the trans women and drag queens and people that, and and really semi gay guys, you know, who often had to stand and scream and shout because people were screaming and shouting or throwing things at them. And I think it's such a great, stark celebration of that, you know, set in the world of Australia, but it's very similar to the Texas world I grew up in. So I loved it from the get-go. Sure, wear a flip-flop dress if they're going to call you, you know, if they're going to call you. Call you something ridiculous. Yes, yeah, do better. Do it. Have you ever seen it? Um, yeah, yeah. I think the, the biggest thing for me has always been, uh, you know, it's it's so reaffirming to so many people in the community who <clears throat> have grown up in environments that they're the outsiders, they're the monsters, you know, where they're forbidden, and the, you know, the you, you walk away with, you know, I'm not the weirdo. I I do belong. Fantastic. Well, Mark, 
I appreciate you taking the time to call in to us here in beautiful downtown Palm Springs, all the way from beautiful downtown Columbus. Give everyone the dates <laughs> of the show. It's going to be at the Shed Theater. Remind everyone the who, what, where's, and when for me. Well, it's going to be at the Shed Theater. Uh, we, open, we, we preview August 22nd, 23rd. We open the 24th, run the 25th, have the matinee on the 26th, and then we run the following Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And they can get all the information on evolutiontheater.org. That gives you, it gives a synopsis, and it also gives the times and the prices and everything that you ever want to know about the show. Fantastic. Visit that website and be a part of the show. Guys, we're going to take another small, quick break. Christina, you can go ahead and chew up any of our song breaks that you like back there in Ohio. When we come back, a little bit of roundtable discussion with our guests here, and we'll finish it up with an interview from Brandon Liberati and Craig Ramsey. You're listening to Left to Straight Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Mark, stand line for one second for me. Okay. Hey, Mark, this is Bob. I appreciate you doing that. Alrighty, guys, we are back. I'm sitting here with Blake MacGyver, Emerson Collins, and Ron DeHart. We're going to open up a little bit to some group questions, just things that I saw. 
earlier today that Madison, Wisconsin's Pride Weekend, and they have a little controversy going on right there because of they de-invited the police, the Madison, Wisconsin police, because they were going to be carrying firearms, and they thought it was going to be a triggering thing for all, a lot of the minority communities in our community. And because of that, the Madison Fire Department is going to stand with the police, and they're not going to be in the part of the parade. What's your kind of thoughts on that? I have some differing opinions on that. Yeah, you know, it's a really tough conversation, and it's different for every community across the country and, and we're seeing we're seeing communities address this uh, the last couple of years in pretty big ways uh, Canada the, uh, Toronto Montreal uh, have had some you know big big uh, concerns and within their community um, you know I, I think what's important is we got each community has to ask the questions and have the conversations on their you know themselves and because uh, they've got to you know figure out what what is causing this this uh, butting heads within uh, a, an entity that's viewed as the oppressor in the community, and then we've got to look at what what are we doing to help put, bring an end to that. Right. You know, what can we do instead of throwing our hands up and saying, you know, they're the big bag, ugly blue uniform. It's it's we. What are we doing? Are we sitting at the table? Are we having conversations? Are we holding them accountable? And, and there's a lot of ways to do that and to have that conversation. And it's a very difficult conversation, you know, to have in a community when, uh, when you've got very opposing viewpoints on uh, understanding where we've come from since Stonewall and that police have been the oppressors, specifically with the LGBT community. But now we look at uh, you know, how, how does that shine a light on the African-American community and particularly for us, you know, the Hispanic community and, uh, in this part of California with uh, immigration issues and, and, and the, right. the threat that people have, you know, on, the, on what's going to happen to my mom and dad when I'm at school. So I, I think it is a very, very difficult conversation to have. And, and, and we're, you know, we're even having the, we're raising the, the conversation here in Palm Springs. That's great, because I think it is a national conversation, but on the other side, these are police officers that want to support our community, so I have a hard time, I think, trying to exclude. These are people that are on our side that want to have it there, I think, but it is It is difficult, very, very and I, I, can, I can understand the reasoning behind it. I can understand why they made this decision. It makes me a little nervous hearing the story, because, of course, my first, the first thing I think about is, is safety. I mean, coming from, again, a very safe bubble in West Hollywood, but I do think about the fact that, like, I know that West Hollywood Sheriff's Department is right there. I know that they're always around us. Like, I, I get a certain amount of safety from that, but I can understand how a person of color, a per, you know, a marginalized person of a marginalized community within a marginalized community would not feel the same way. I mean, that's definitely my privilege talking that, like, oh, an officer makes me feel safe. That privilege. So I get that, but it also makes me nervous about, you know, if you're having a huge pride event, festival, parade, and you're not being protected by the people that are supposed to protect you, Ooh, that makes me nervous. Right, and like you said, we had the oppressors from Stonewall, and then that Billy Cliff film that just premiered at Outfest, everything to talk about, the Black Cat riots and everything. Mm -hmm. I can see the that happening. I go to, you said it so eloquently, first it is an issue each community should deal with separately. I think speaking to like, this is, should be the national 
you know, anyone responds doesn't speak to what each community is doing with the law enforcement in there. You know, certainly we're dealing nationally with Black Lives Matter and with undocumented people with national issues, but how it impacts your local community, I'm honestly a logic first, like safety. But the flip side of that is if we don't listen to the concerns of the most marginalized in our own community first, you know, if a trans woman or a person of color says, that makes me feel unsafe at the place that we are supposed to be celebrating, if my response to that is to tell them logically why they shouldn't feel unsafe because these offices are, you know, are the good ones and they're doing, that, that sort of ignores their experience. And you spoke well to what it means is we need to be doing better year-round so that it's not a conversation just being had at Pride about who gets to march. You know, I think certainly lots of communities have LGBTQ liaisons. That person that person representing without a weapon. You know, there are compromises to be had that speak to moving us forward. But if we're if they are telling you they still feel unsafe, we're failing at the year round discussion, whether that's from the community's engagement side or the department's reaching outside. But I think if we don't listen to the people that are most in danger in our community most often, both for who they are from the general public or from their personal encounters with the people who have power, I think it is on us to listen to the, the, the least power than worrying about the hurt feelings of the people with power, you know, and working to ultimately facilitating everyone's involvement at the end. Does that make some sort of sense? And even to open up a little wider, I want to I want to go as far as the temperament or temperature right now in the LGBT community. We had you talked about a little bit. Uh, you had an experience going down the street the other day. We had Wesley Woods, who was a build actor that was attacked in West Hollywood. We have Miss Cracker that was first snapped out in, when she was performing out of the country. And we felt a little bit more dangerous now in this last couple of years, especially. Uh, but is LGBT is becoming in bash again to bully uh, the LGBT community? What's what your thoughts on that? Because it's getting seems like we're getting more and more incidents. People are feeling emboldened. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, bullying is never in fashion. But there are definitely more um, incidents instances coming up and and coming forward. I, I think we have to take uh, you know each one uh, for what the specifics of that instance is, um, and hopefully not link them all, but I do, I fear that there is a growing sort of the pendulum is swinging back. We got, you know, a lot of us, myself included, I'm speaking to my own experience, but got very complacent during Obama's presidency, very complacent, very um, comfortable, you know, thinking that we were not as fragile as we are seeing that we still are as a community. And so I think if anything can be gleaned from it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing all the way around, but just be, being more aware is always a good thing. I, I think awareness in, and safety is never – I don't think you can be too aware or too safe in, in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. No, I felt the same way. I mean, when I saw we have gay marriage become the law of the land, we see Rainbow White House, you think that everything's in the peachy key now, but it's not. Yeah, and I think, you know, the political climate that exists today, yeah, it is certainly has opened the door for people who have feelings of hate that is deep down inside their person. They're more free to express those feelings, and we're seeing that across the country. Uh, so I think, you know, our community, all communities need to be more vigilant at, at what we're doing. You know, being that, 
being that little pup walking home from the bar at 11 o'clock, you've got to question yourself, you know, do, you know, what are my surroundings and, and always be aware because, you know, it is, you know, three years ago here in Palm Springs, you know, that, you know, that happened, uh, you know, before Obama went away. And, uh, so I think we're, we're seeing it across the country and, and it doesn't help. The political climate is not encouraging uh, a civil discourse that, uh, is based on you know core values and morals that we were raised with. I think. Well, I mean, you know, say what it is. You know, Trump has created an environment where he says bald faced terrible things. This morning, he presented a Latino man and said, "Look at how good his English is." You know, we have we have like base bigotry on display from the top down empowers small-minded bigots. You know, one of the things we've lost is the ability to manipulate people through shame. You know, you could at least – people at least knew, I think a racist thing, I shouldn't say it. But now there's, like, emboldened proud as though that's anti-political correctness to just say the terrible thing, you think. The flip side of that is, is that there is something maybe to be said for – I think a lot of people in a lot of communities thought we were further along than we were. I'll be honest. There are certain things where I thought, yeah, there are terrible racists and terrible bigots and, like, backwoods and small places and – Realizing how many how many of them exist in places that I would honestly have said there weren't as many. You can fight something that speak it. You know we can we can fight uh, a, a terrible opinion expressed out loud. So certainly it means being vigilant and being safe. But we can argue, we can fight, we can teach a new generation. Uh, I think confronting that we weren't as far along is painful for some of us that are the most privileged. But I think that you also look at you know trans women of color and people who are like this. Yeah, always been like this. Like you know that. I think it's those of us in the middle who might have been unfortunately shocked to learn how far we are not. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I was just uh, reading the paper the other day, and San Bernardino, right around the corner here, they um, got slapped with a $1 million fine for putting a, making an LGBT holding center, pretty much. They put they, to try to protect the LGBT, to protect the LGBT community for the general population. They put in solitary for 23 hours with one hour rest, uh, one hour of going out there. But they called it uh, the alternative lifestyle um, lockup or something. And now they got a million dollar fine going against it, which of course is the arbitrate to whatever it happens to be. But 600 inmates over a three year period, I believe. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, to that, you know, the prison industrial complex has not ever done well with how to deal with LGBTQ people that are at risk in the public population and certainly at risk in the prison population as they move through uh, the process. In many places, it was like it was either mass holding or solitary. Like, we don't have a, you know, special unit or protected unit. Um, and, of course, they've also now, there's, I believe there's studies that basically say solitary confinement is, you know, cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, human beings are not meant to be alone. 23 hours a day, so. Let's go ahead and finish up. What is our hope? Uh, let's finish up with uh, what are our hopes for what's going on in Pride? It's such a hopeful time we have coming up here and everything. What do we see that's positive coming to us in the community? Well, I think Pride is a positive time. So when we're looking at Palm Springs, Pride is a time of empowerment. Pride is a time for uh, for our community to stand up and and let youth know specifically that 
you know, that they're not monsters, that they're loved and they're perfect just the way they are. And if we can get that message out to 10 kids, we've been successful. And also, I thought, like, we've had a rather heavy discussion today, that there's an element of remembering, you know, each of us, uh, this has become my personal mantra, do what you can, where you can, and then do a little bit more than you think you can. We cannot all individually address every issue that affects even our community, much less the culture at large. And it's easy to get overwhelmed watching the 24 hours news cycle. So pick the thing you can be passionate about, the organization you can be passionate about, the issue that you can personally, you know, become well knowledgeable on, that you can make incremental steps on in the spheres that you can influence. And know, and if we each do that, we will take care of all of the issues. And, try, and don't get overwhelmed. Take time for yourself. It's important to take care of yourself. You know, this is a marathon that we're running to make it better for everybody, not a, not a sprint. Definitely not a sprint. And Cher has a new album coming out of just Alice. Okay. Oh, that's 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 right. Rainbow. We I don't know what that is. It's a little lighter than the day. It's all about Cher is one of me, too. Lake McIver, that's M-C-I-V-E-R. 
And I'm at actually Emerson on Twitter because Emerson Collins has never tweeted and they won't let me have it. But Emerson Collins on Instagram Liberal. Oh, wow. And pxpride.org is all the information you need about Pride and Palm Springs. Super duper. Well, guys, thank you, Sarah, much. Uh, go ahead and find a good song for Bright Forest, Christina. When we come back, we're going to have an interview that I did earlier this morning with uh, Craig Ramsey and Brandon Liberati. Of course, you know them from everything Bravo. They, they take over the Bravo network lately. And we had a fantastic sit down interview this morning, 9.30 here at the resort. And then I'll come back to finish up this little bit. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. We've had a great show so far, but it's time to bring in my good buddies, 
Craig Ramsey and Brandon Liberati. Of course, they've been on the show many times in the past. So nice to see you guys in person. Welcome to the Left of Strange Show live in Palm Springs. Yay, God. In person, finally. Yay, finally. We've been around each other. You hit Cedar Point, you hit New York, we've been closed. I was here last year, and you guys, of course, are busy, so we've actually made it the same room. Everything works in Palm Springs. Of course it's here that we meet. Well, the last time we did your show, we were actually actually called in from Palm Springs. Exactly, and I want to talk about that. You guys have this affinity and just a connection with Palm Springs. You were grand marshals in the Pride Parade last year. You had an amazing birthday party here this year. Talk about what draws you guys to Palm Springs. Well, first off, what a huge checkmark that was for us personally to be celebrity grand marshals last year in, in Palm Springs Pride. Uh, so we're so grateful for that experience. But I think what drew them to to have us here and represent is because we've been coming here for numerous years. And, in fact, it dates back to, like, what, our like third or fourth date you surprised me in Palm yeah. Springs, coming in from San Francisco, knowing that I, I was doing my first Bravo Show's intervention. I actually – it was going to be a big surprise, and then I thought – I don't really know this person that well, so <laughs> what if he's in Palm Springs doing his own thing? So I was like, like yeah, he's, he's apprehensive, I, like I'm in a gangbang or something, <laughs> and he's gonna show so up and I be like, oh, I was like, would you be okay? Because you know, it was like, this is like you never days, know, though. yeah, That's you don't know. I was more than okay, and we we actually started uh, experiencing Palm Springs Palm Springs together at that moment, and we haven't stopped, and we won't stop. Well, and you know. Take it back to the beginning. We we got married here in Palm Springs on our show Newlyweds. So right. that this was, so was okay. yeah. So do you guys try to come back here every year for for that, or do you go different places for the anniversary? Was it three years now since the show? We've missed yeah four years now. Um, well, four years since we've been married, but three years since everyone got to witness it on TV on Bravo. Uh, but we we actually have missed our anniversaries, and they flew past us because we we do work so much. And we have to make a much better effort of celebrating our, our not only marriage, but us as a couple. We just uh, have a lot of people can relate to that, but we definitely yeah. have to up our game. This last anniversary, we had that conversation. We're like, we can't just keep letting these go by. They, they are important, and, you know, we need to recognize. And thank you, Scott, yeah. for having us here at the Indulge in Palm Springs. It was a, a perfect romantic evening because I last night because I had not seen Brandon um, in a week. He's been in San Francisco and I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and we even got a, a couple of movies uh, from no. the front. Yep, and they have the largest selection of adult movies I think I've ever seen. We were in there for like an hour choosing just one or two. It's it's an, an uh, thank you. Yeah, this is a great place. I really enjoyed my time here. I was a little, I mean, clothing optional to me. I'm a shy boy to begin with. I you talked about my weight a little bit and everything. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want people to say anything, but it's been very enjoyable experience. What are your guys' thoughts about the clothing optional? Well, first off, did you explore that? Have you gone buck nude yet here? Once. You did? Good. Okay. Yeah. My, my jam is like 10 at night to 1 in the morning if I feel like coming back and going to the pool, so I've done it one time. Ooh, so discreet far. hours. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because I forgot my swimsuit, right? So I brought, I have some nice, I bought all new, brand new boxes for my trip over here. And so I put, I've had one pair of one the whole time that because of all the bleach are now, was a bright red, white, and blue, and now like a pink, uh, sky yeah, blue yeah. thing. But it, yeah, Welcome to Palm Springs. Yeah. 
Exactly. I did try it one time. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it because I am, am from Canada, and although we're quite wild, like I took Brandon to a Toronto um, strip club once, and he was shocked. So we go to the extremes as Canadians, but in this environment, I think sometimes I feel like I'm on display, um, and, and that's because, I mean, my, my profession is fitness, so I feel like I'm on display sometimes, and I'm a little uncomfortable, and I feel like that's something for me and Brandon to have, but Brandon actually has explained why we have these in the necessity for them, because we live a privileged life by being in New York and, and Toronto, Palm Springs. Um, in, in Los Angeles, but there is still a necessity for people to have a safe zone of, of where they're able to express themselves and be who they are. I'm from Utah, so this is, these places are necessary for people, you, you know, even gay people in Utah to be able to come to a place and, and have something be exclusively for them. The, the first thing I said, though, when I walked in here and I said this to Craig, I was like, I love how clean it is. It really is. The it's, pool the hot tub, the, the room, the landscaping, everything is manicured. It's clean. It's and everybody's friendly. So I love and it. And it's not a sex yeah. club. Like I, 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 I think the stereotype that that still exists, even with me slightly, is like, oh, it's going to be you know, uh, sex club and everyone's there's just lube everywhere and all that. And truly, it's not. It's clean environment and everyone has been incredibly friendly and nice without ulterior motives. And clothing optional doesn't mean everyone's naked. So that's the thing, that it's like, oh, wow, it's just a place for people to come, be themselves, and, and relax. I mean, they can. Obviously, you're yeah. nude, and you can see people looking, and I saw some, some fluff, you know, some fluffing going on. <laughs> I saw people give a little tug to just impress around here. But, hey, it's a show. I'm always up for a show. I'm married, but I'm not dead. There, there are the, if you want to go to the... Have a good time club. There's a couple of those yeah. too, but I was surprised when I first did some research here. In this area alone, there's 14 clothing optional resorts wow. for gay men. Ooh. Who would have thought? Yeah. There's 14 of them. I love pumps. And then <laughs> two or three of them are kind of for the racing. If you want to have some fun, that's what's called the day passes and the night passes. But that's not what this is, and that's why I like it. Everything. Yeah. It's a, it can still happen. You still can meet people, but it's always brought back to the room or very – Tender affection tonight. And this is about our gay culture. This, these originally people, uh, you know, they were they were put into place for back in the 50s and, and so you 60s could get arrested. when you could get arrested. Yeah. So, it, and behind a closed gate, they couldn't arrest you. So you could walk in in your business suit. You could spend the weekend here and be yourself. And I think that it, it's there are certain things about our gay culture that. I think should be preserved, and I'm I'm happy that there's place. And we'll be back as a married couple. Um, that movie selection they have in the front is stellar. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we want to spend our own money. And we really support people do that. Like yeah. express yourself, even in your in your marriage. You know, have, have fun. fun, relax. Well, granted, we forget. I mean, being even from Toronto and from LA and New York, and it's changed now in Ohio. But when I moved to Ohio 20 years ago. Still, all the gay places were in the back alleys and the back yeah. entrances. They're not, they don't have the front doors. Exactly. And so it's nice to have these things for people that have never experienced any of that to feel a little more comfortable and be able to explore those. Speaking of Ohio, I was recently there, as you know, visiting Cedar Point, which is my happy place. And I told Brandon when I'm when I'm dead, if I go before it's my him, unhappy place. Yeah, he doesn't like yeah. it. But if I go before him and I'm ashes, he's spreading them um, as he's writing down. 
uh, the millennial um, millennium force uh, in the back seat. He's going to spread my he ashes. He's off to his sister or something to do yeah. for him because he'll be on the ground. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll actually have MJ from Shaw's do it because <laughs> she loves the roller coasters. There I won't do go. it. Uh, yeah, and, and they were really inclusive of being LGBT. I reached out to them as a representation of our community, and they said, absolutely, we definitely want to make sure it's known on socials and marketing that we are an LGBTQ-friendly environment. And if there's and ever any the issues, you're just like Disneyland does. Yeah. It's really nice. Bravo, Cedar Point. A couple times. So it's uh, yeah. good on Cedar Point. It is the roller coaster capital of the world. Brandon and I, uh, Brandon's not so much. No. Craig and I. I'll do the water park. Definitely. It's, yeah. The water park is nice. And you're right over uh, Lake Erie there. So yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. Well, let's talk about, I mean, we're getting ready. You have to head out early. So we'll do this pre-tape because you're doing a special little um, Emmy <laughs> presentation today, whatever you want to call it. Talk about that. You have salons in San Francisco, L.A., New York. Talk about um, dealing with different clients as someone that does not know hair is is there regional hairstyles? Is it because it's uh, because it's Hollywood? They all kind of copy each other and stay the same. Or what's it like for you to travel these three places and do all these different types of celebrities and regular people? Each city is completely different. I started out in San Francisco and I work in Silicon Valley, so I deal with all of the the bigwigs. Like, you know, I work with the the Jobs and the Fidels who invented Nest, and you know, the Sergey from Google. Like all of these people. And uh, that was sort of my parlay into Hollywood because they, uh, I mean, it's the same type of clientele, just different. The, the looks are different everywhere I go. L.A. is much more red carpet, uh, set, uh, PR stuff, and New York is theater and fashion. So because Brandon is on TV and because uh, he can re- his clients can relate, uh, the Hollywood clients can relate, to uh, to him on a personal level, Brandon is a unique stylist, and I think that because he started in Palo Alto at, with all the socialites, they don't give a shit about his TV or anything. So hey. they care about good hair, hair. good style, hair. yeah. And then that that work ethic transfers over to Hollywood and, and elsewhere with you know the entitlement and people know needing to be talked off the ledge. And, I mean, he's been there, done that. So he's, he's a go-to for a lot of uh, celebrities. And like Craig said, it, what makes me different is that I do have my own brand. So I end up, you, you know, for example, tonight I'm, I'm going back to get a client who's nominated for an Emmy uh, ready. And then I'm actually – I'm her date for the night for the Emmy nomination oh, party yeah. where tonight Ricky Martin, uh, RuPaul, uh, Henry Winkler, they'll all be there tonight. So it's, it's – is We're celebrating the nominees, and then I'm also uh, going with her to the televised Emmy. So I actually get an opportunity to be my client's friends because I do have them. I'm not just client. a glam, a glam team. Well, as know? much as Gigi will label us that on Shots of Sunset, <laughs> if anyone's been watching, uh, we'll we talk about that yeah, we're featured on it. But we're and friends. you also specialize, too, and you do the color and stuff. You're all nope. about the design, the cut, yeah. and everything. And that, I think, makes it for a very particular for you. I think that's why they keep And look out. at you saying you don't know about hair, but you call me a designer because that's what I am. So that that is actually what you call somebody that does cutting and styling. So I, I'm a, a hair designer. I yeah. That. So. Fantastic work. Yeah. And, Craig, you work with some of my 
favorite people, Joan Ryan, and all these great yeah. celebrity clientele. But you worked with Brandon Sitzer over the last on her journey mm-hmm. for a year. Talk about that. Can we talk about some of the modalities you're using for that and everything? Talk about how that journey's been and what is the difference from your celebrity clients all of a sudden working with a relative. What could, did that mm. have any specific uh, relative weight involved? loss? Relative weight loss, we'll call that. <laughs> uh, it's unique. Uh, it's also the most impressive transformation that I've had uh, the opportunity to be a part of. Brandon's sister Bree, uh, who is you know highly overweight for most of her life. About a year and a half ago, she hit rock bottom, and she had trouble getting in and out of bed, uh, and she was having ankle pains and, and everything. You, you got an it. SOS call. Yeah, I did. That and like pre-diabetic and, and all of that. And uh, she just said, I need help. And we were actually waiting on um, a TV opportunity that fell through. And She was actually pre-stroke, even, her pre-stroke. doctor. And it's just not fair for us with our family members to string them along for our TV opportunities. So we, we took matters into our own hands, and I started on Facebook Live, the first ever, as far as I'm aware, Facebook Live transformation series. So in three months, her and her, her good friend Carrie, they each lost over 40 pounds, which says a lot because she lives in Salt Lake City, I live in Los Angeles, and all of this was done through social media. Right. There was we, no we other interaction in. other than what everyone else could witness. And um, from there, we took it a step further. We actually filmed a show. Uh, a show picked it up, a Lifetime show called This Time Next Year, and we were part of season two. Kat oh, Bealey was the host. Well, it was great, except, unfortunately, season one had such low ratings, um, which we had that's no part of. <laughs> yeah, we, that, that's a whole other well, conversation. Yeah, yeah. And reality TV. Um, but this show was canceled. So we filmed for 10 months with, with them, and uh, Brie had in the incredible – 100-pound weight loss, and not just from uh, the, the nutrition outline and change of lifestyle and working out. Uh, thank you, Vasa Fitness in, in Utah, because they supported her. Uh, but it was about what happens when you're, you get fed up with your, your, your plans and you hit, you know, she was so frustrated with the routine of working out. She lost two dogs in one month, and mm. that's where I work with so many companies and brands, and I'm a trainer that researches what can help people outside of the gym, not just the twen- the one hour that I'm with them um, or that she was working out, but the 23 other hours, what can she do? And this Modius headset by Neurobalance, uh, it, it stimulates the uh, vestibular nerve behind the ear, which triggers the hypothalamus, and that will help control your appetite, and it will tell your body you've worked out even when you haven't. Because when she lost her two dogs in one month, and everyone can relate to heartache like this, sure. where you just don't want to take care of yourself. Um, Bree literally told me to not say a word that she doesn't want to be in the gym, and I can F off as well. Like, <laughs> and, all this anger came out. And, and I, anyone in a fitness journey knows you have your go-tos and your reflexes when emotional, emotional stuff eating. is happening. happening. So, so I think that that's what so important about this, this. Put on that Modius headset, and yeah. she lost 10 pounds in when she should have been plateaued, especially without working out. She lost 10 pounds in one month from that. 10 more pounds. 10 more pounds. And she, she lost well over 100 uh, pounds, and then she went to Dr. Cruz in Newport Beach, uh, and she had skin removal surgery, um, the front lift, uh, breast reduction and lift, a Brazilian butt lift, and she doesn't have a wrinkle on her body. And this was not, this, yeah, the, the skin, the, the body lift was not, she didn't go in overweight. They, they literally were removing everything she lost. It was, it, 30, 30 it was like wearing an outfit that was a 
about 10 times too large, which also creates its own issues, health issues. Health issues. So Skin folds, all of yeah. that. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about because that's why I should. I've done 150 pounds so far, and I can feel it set. And you just can't work out fast enough. You need that. Everyone thinks, like, oh, you're going to come back. It's a necessary surgery yeah. because, like you said, it has its own complications yeah. to your health. And it just, it's, it's, and it's a little weird, too, because it's almost like, okay, I was a big guy before, but I was a solid big guy. Now I'm like a scrappy big guy, and, and mentally it messes with you as well. So oh, you yeah. kind of need to Well, a lot of people will go revert back to gaining weight because they feel like their body is more solid and less. And, and you know, to see Brie go through that, also she wasn't, she wasn't able to enjoy or see she wore, was what she had gained through working that, out. Her lean muscle mass and her sexy body, and, and you know, she, she wanted and she deserves to look that way. And so does everyone else that loses weight. They shouldn't be punished by carrying um, a visual, uh, you know, backstory of, of their journey for the rest of their life. So what I really recommend, and first off, commend you for uh, the 150-pound weight loss is a huge deal. That's incredible. And what I tell people along their journey, and I told Bree, is don't get used to your skin yet. What I want you to do is really strive for, for that, that skin. I want those tits hanging below those knees. <laughs> yeah. I, I want you to yeah. just take ownership of it and not worry or look at yourself along the way in the mirror to get to know yourself. Your journey ends when it ends. And don't get used to it. Enjoy it and take pride in it because you can handle the next steps when it's time for the next steps. Mm-hmm. And, and so I gotta imagine that it would do in your profession also, Brandon, because they see the transformation over a period of time. You all of a sudden, presto changeo, yeah. you design this hairstyle. What's been some of your clients' reactions when they see things you've done that they weren't expecting? I, I think that here's the huge difference between Craig and I's profession. My I I get instant gratification with my clients. As they go through a breakup, they change their hairstyle, they feel better. Uh, you know, it doesn't cure what's happening to them, but they feel better. Craig, Craig gets to go along a, an emotional journey for a while before people start seeing results. So I, I enjoy um, the the quicker the uh, immediate gratification. Yes, I, I I love that. And but you know, I I can say with what Craig does is you see the, the loyalty and, and the other person's gratitude for what he does in the long run. Um, it really Yeah, but I, I disagree, too, because I do see it immediately. Like, I, I have my stretch and wine class, which is a stretch class paired with wine dancing yeah. at the same time. And almost every single person that experiences that, I'm offering them a fun environment that gives them ownership to their health and wellness and fitness by even combining booze, which we, we would associate as a bad and negative, People are very confident after they see me, and they um, and and they also feel really good. Like a stretched body, it's impossible for a flexible stretched body to pack on unhealthy weight. So I start with stretching. I, I the Modius headset helps me um, with helping people achieve proper sleep and eating relationship with food. And then once those things are tackled, they feel so much better about their lives that then they don't become obsessed with, you know, the, the outcome, but they love the journey. And that applies for other things in life. Like an actor, you're told, don't, don't work for the gig, work for the journey. Right, right. Sure, so he's from all sides. Yeah, he, he, he helps them feel better, like you just said, which, uh, you know, I stand corrected. They feel, feel better instantly. Instantly with Craig Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> You know, with me, they they look better instantly. Well, and I'm sure they feel better. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing more than just hair. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the things I want to commend about you, Craig, too, is you are so innovative with your clients that do these things like you have a stretch for wine, you did the drag, mm-hmm. you guys work together on the workout to drag. I remember your videos of doing pillows in your room when you're on vacation. Oh, hell yeah. And your, your butt exercises on the toilet. I mean, yeah. you really like to innovate. Uh, is that fun for you, too, to create these things, or is it oh. become some necessity for different people? No, I love it. And, and I think because I come from a Broadway background and, and a ballet dancer and, all, and the entertainment industry, I think it transfers over well to distract people slightly um, when they're on that journey and just bring light to it. We're way too and the, and serious at this point the, in time. The fitness industry takes itself way oh, too seriously. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of the boot camp um, and the military drill. Like that's great, and I call it mean girl um, workouts. I'm not about that. And and I mean, there's that that type of workout appeals to some people, but the people that gravitate towards me, which they're surprised. Like Mercedes MJ from Shaw's is one of my best friends and my client, and you would never think that we bond the way we do. But we're all the same. Fitness professionals are so effed up the majority of them, and the reason why they're in the industry is to hold themselves accountable. I talk about that often. Um, and so I think I'm relatable and I'm fun. In fact, um, I have a, a show with Out TV in Canada and um, Hey Queen TV called He's Fit that I'm hosting that comes out um, in the fall, early fall, and it's me interviewing um, LGBT-focused uh, um, men. No, actually, I have straight guys in there, too. Yeah. Uh, but social media influencers and celebrities and, and it's a half hour program where I'm able to um, have fun with these people and make them accessible to the majority of people. And it's, you know it's what I mean? fitness undercover. You right. walk away going, oh, I could do that even though I just had a good time. It's watching. hilarious yeah. and I want people to connect. Just because someone has a six pack doesn't mean that their best friend can't be someone that is overweight. Exactly. That's you know? part of like I said, yours is the journey. You see a lot of these very good. That's for people are already in shape and had it. Then all of a sudden they're doing the cutting and the defining kind of thing. Yeah, like, great. Then it's more for them. Fantastic. And and just to they already look good. They're just trying to feel more good. Just try, I don't know. But I, that's a point. Whatever percentage of the population. What about the other, you know, ninety nine point eight percent of the human beings on Earth that are made to feel like crap? You know, by that example. So let's just have fun and take ownership of of your fitness. Mm-hmm. Well, dance around reality a lot. Let's talk about Shaw's and Sunset. Um, oh, Lord. You guys have been featured quite a bit in it. Brandon, give me your take on it. Um, um, it uh, what I love is this season, Mercedes, you know, and, and I'm not going to say it's because of, of me or Craig. Because of her, she, she decided this season that, you know, she was really stepping up her game. And she was taking control of her life. She did that with the way that she looks. Uh, and you know, I I play a part in that. She got an assistant. She looked nice. She yeah. She looks incredible. It started before the season, obviously, uh, started filming because she you know dropped uh, 25 pounds. Yeah. Um, but people are seeing the journey through the season, yeah. and you know, I I really commend her. And because of that, she knows that we you know we truly care about her. It, this isn't just about us being on the show. I could, in fact. It, it wouldn't matter to me whether I'm grateful that she's included us on her journey, um, but I would still be in her life and doing everything that I'm doing, whether we were on it or not. Um, 
and we were featured. We are on it a lot. We're featured, except for how hairy I am. Like <laughs> I, I can't believe uh, I'm I'm on a Persian reality show. Uh, I we love them all. I mean, MJ's our girl, obviously, but we know and love them all. We've been on Bravo. I, I've had a couple of shows on Bravo, and um, the way that we we got kind of connected with the filming aspect of it started last season in season six where a girl, Tara, who was on our Newlyweds reality show, who um, was in a highly dysfunctional marriage and probably still is, um, she uh, was having an affair with one of the leading guys, uh, Shervin, uh, on the show. And and we knew knew about that, and we were there to support her on camera when um, it uh, it all came out. And all we were was good friends to her. We showed up, um, and we didn't. We don't care ever about being on TV or, or the filming aspect. We're there for friends, and we were. And after that night, uh, she's so disappointing as a person and a friend that she stopped talking to us, and she basically blamed the show, everyone associated with the show, for the demise of her unhealthy marriage. And we've only wanted the best for them, and hopefully they are doing well, um, but they're jackasses. If I can go as far to say. It happens, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's sad when you see the other side of people like that. But getting back to your thing, too, is and I think it shows how much you care for, and we call them clients, but they're actually your friends because it could be a gift. I mean, you're all of a sudden, your what you do is put on TV, so I think it would be more pressure if it wasn't because of the relationship you formed. To, oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, my work is going to be featured on TV, but it's not your work, it's your friends that are being featured on TV. Exactly. So it has nothing to do with the TV part. That's the least thing. Well, and Mercedes, you know, in real time now, her social media is very popular. So people see that she gained weight back. And, and, but they haven't she seen has, the season yet. Yeah, a huge emotional journey. That And the things that come up are so relatable. And, you know, I'm ready to put on the boxing mitts on social media when people return to attacking her. Because most people feel the, the right to attack anyone over, uh, of weight, right. you know, that has size. So uh, it's, I really recommend people watch her journey because it's relatable. And we're there to support her and everyone else, too. And the thing about Mercedes, this is a lifestyle change. This is the rest of her life. So it doesn't matter if she takes three steps forward, one step back. She, she has changed her lifestyle forever. And her approach to everything. So, so it's like, it, it, you know, it's a journey that you never, you're never off of any of us. Right. We are constantly on it, and she's she's on a. The great filming path. was fun, though. I have to say, like what you have coming up, you know, her bachelorette party, her her shower, her wedding. It is ridiculous yeah, fun. So yeah. really, stay tuned because there's so much good moments and fun moments in the season. And and this is one Bravo show that I mean, there's a couple, but it, it is very inclusive with our community. Right. So they include, you know, Reza and his marriage, and and I really think it's important, just like with our show. For us as a community, whether we enjoy shows or not, like Queer Eye, you know, support the, the, and celebrate the fact that they are putting us on TV and we are with their shows centered around us. Mm-hmm. That That is a huge thing to be celebrated in mm-hmm. our community and support the people, whether you watch it or not, support them because they're, they're normalizing us in, in people, you know, all over the country and all over the world. These are shows that are shown all over the world. So I love that. And I want to go back to what you said because, like you said, she's getting. Have you, with your exposure through reality TV, have you guys ever had any negative stuff that you've had to deal with from social media? Because you guys are a huge 
social media influencers. How do you guys, have you ever had me, and how do you work with that? How do you work through it? <laughs> I, I'm, we're kind of numb to it at this point in time because, of course, the, most of the people that, that take the initiative to contact you through social media are just utilizing that opportunity to express themselves and get out, like, the hate or anger or whatever they have in their lives, which I, we do have a certain empathy for. So we try and make light and bring who we are to even those responses. But there are times... All righty, guys. Unfortunately, we had a little... Uh editing malfunction there uh, we had brandon and craig in this morning and uh, i have really bad internet here that's why i have my lovely christina back in ohio running the show and we didn't notice it while we were recording but the last seven minutes of the conversation got cut off there so that was brandon uh liberati and craig ramsey big thanks to them driving out to palm springs of course they had to leave early today because brandon is hairstyling a famous actress tonight they're having a special emmys party tonight for all the nominees and all the emmy categories and brandon's going to be do her hair and be her date tonight and actually be her date for the actual emmys this sunday when they air on tv so be on the lookout for that handsome man but big thanks to them coming out they did want me to remind you i know we talked about the last five minutes of their interview that they're going to be here uh for palm springs pride as well as we said last year they were the grand marshals this year they're doing a special event with uh, trina turk and mr turk if you know the clothing line uh on friday before palm springs they're hosting a big special gala you can look at the palm springs pride website from ron we had on earlier today and go to mr turk or trina turk and look for them brandon and uh, craig will be hosting a big event for that be sure to follow him on social media. Brandon is Brandon Liberati everywhere. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-I. So at Brandon Literati, uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon, God, Liberati. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. And, of course, Craig Ramsey is Craig Ramsey Fit, and that's Ramsey with two A's. So C-R-A-I-G. R-A-M-S-A-Y Fit is, is their social media. Please keep up with them. They have some great social media posts. Another thing that I don't believe was in the clip um, that we saved to the end, he might have talked about it, but um, they have a new podcast coming out with Johnny McGovern's Hey Queen Network with two other people from Shaws of Sunset um, that they work with, and they're going to be doing their own kind of a fun and fabulous kind of show they're not going to really have guests or it's going to talk about they do so many things they'll be talking about that on their podcast we'll have them back when that starts airing so a big thank you to all my guests today guys i'm really enjoying the big gay road trip here only have three more shows to do tomorrow we're going to have alexander rodriguez my buddy from on the rocks radio nolan ryan or nolan robert from 11 for men cosmetics was supposed to be our guest tomorrow and he has a, a business meeting came up. He just texted me during the show. Not going to be able to make it out to Palm Springs tomorrow. So Nolan is on the card but will not be here. We're going to have Michael Ferreira, who is a great um, a great guru on all things nonprofit. He's run quite a few nonprofits for LGBT organizations. He'll be coming on to talk to us. And then we'll have Fernando Rivera, who's an actor and author whose new book, is all about vampires in the Catholic Church. It's a great read. I just finished it a couple weeks ago. They'll be my special guest on tomorrow, so we're going to have a good old time. 
Christina, why don't you go ahead and jump on the air for us? Thanks so much for taking care of the show in Ohio so we didn't lose our conversation live today. How's everything going out in Ohio? Oh, Ohio is just hanging in there as usual. (laughs) Now, we have had 105 degree all week. We had 110 over the weekend. What's the weather out there? Ooh, I would say the weather in Ohio is definitely not as hot, which is good. I would say about 80, high (laughs) 80s. But we did get, for some weird reason, every time I start driving to Canal, we get this nice little rainstorm. So on Saturday, Saturday morning, we got hit with that nice little, nice little rain. But other than that, it's pretty, it's not as hot. So I'll take the rain over the heat every day. There you go. I didn't didn't say it on air, but I guess you guys had a really powerful rainstorm. Like the first week I was here and my neighbor's watching the house for me out there in uh, Poland, Ohio, right outside of Youngstown where I live. And she called me the next day and said they had four inches of rain in two hours, and my basement's all wet. So oh. like, oh, I don't want to go back home to that. Yeah, but the Ohio Mister cries. Yeah, hmm. we'll see what happens. I'm not looking forward to coming back to that. No, <laughs> they haven't called us since, so we haven't had that big a video. So we're doing okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate all your work out there in Ohio. We're going to have you on Tuesdays for the next two weeks too, because we had to. Uh, get Sam back to school. Sam's starting back uh, in to school in Ohio here. So Christine's going to be running the show. Christine's going to be running the show then tomorrow and then next Monday, Tuesday. And she's also reaching out to some guests for us. If you know any great guests for the Left and Straight show for September, you can reach out to her at Christina, K-R-I-S-T-E-I-N-A. Help mm-hmm. me. Christina, yeah, that's right. Is that right? <laughs> at leftandstraight.com. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at leftofstraight.com, and uh, she'll be sending out some booking stuff for us. Christina, have a great afternoon. Thanks for being part of the show today. Awesome. Thank you. You as well. Guys, we are out of here. Thanks for being part of the Big Gay Road Trip. Follow us on social media at Left of Straight on Twitter and Instagram. That's at L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight on Facebook. It's the Left of Straight show page. Or you can give me a friend request over at Scott Fullerton. Appreciate all of you guys. We're out of here. Go ahead and end the show, Christina. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.